0: place to be. Goring, do you get it? You're much younger and stronger than I am. You may not attack, or you might. You see, over time, you would start to see me differently. I've been telling you, hunger will drive you mad. And down here, it's better to eat than to be eaten. It's obvious. I really don't want to kill you. Because your meat will decay rapidly, and you see meat must be
1: preserved. So I'll spare you for now.
0: You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast.
2: It is episode two hundred and five. Welcome back to the Buzz to Kill podcast. We're on today's show. We put the "ew" in "chew" in
1: the need for feed. The need for feed. I should have done that more, more classic, classic classic trailer guy. The need for
2: feed. The need for feed. Oh, that's good. Was that good? Mine was terrible. Yours is actually pretty good. The need for... I can't say that. I say that now, but I'm going to listen back to this, and uh, it's just going to be awful. (laughs) The need
1: for feed.
2: (laughs) What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Entire show. That's what I want. The entire show. Alrighty then. The the need for feed just sounds like it's like the Fast and the Furious if they were just racing towards like fast food restaurants. Like 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 they're so hungry they gotta get to the Red Robin. I've had the need
1: for feed before. Right. I've I've had that exact thing happen to me. It's like two a.m. and you're just like, fuck. I I need need a Mexican pizza. I need Taco Bell. It happened a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Um, uh, here. Uh, by the way, PSA. Yeah. I just got distracted. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> <lying>. <laughs> oh, is
2: that Naomi Watts? Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Mm. Um, <laughs> Speaking of delicious food, <laughs> the
0: need
1: for feed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: then this little creeper comes in and ruins the whole vibe. This kid oh, is such a creep. A we're watching. Bro, we're watching what, the ring what right a now.
2: Gross little ginger. <laughs> He's not ginger. What are you yes, talking he? About? Is his hair is totally red?
1: Bro. Bro. That's not a are red. Are you colorblind? Head. Maybe
2: I think you're colorblind. <laughs> Maybe bro, bro's got green hair. What are you talking about, <laughs> bro? <laughs> bro.
1: <laughs> bro, Um. Yeah. So a little PSA here. Do not let the intro to our episode oh, sway you from watching uh, the movies that, well, at least the one movie that we're talking about tonight, The Platform. Yeah. Which is on Netflix. That was the terrible dub, the English dub, and uh, you know it's awful. Both movies sounds terrible.
2: Both movies this week, and I don't think that I realized this, but both movies are foreign films. Yeah. So there was no English language, like at least uh, native English language track I'm, to choose from.
1: I'm so pissed at Mike because I had to read oh, so much. I'm so sorry. But no, so sorry. Uh, this movie is incredible. Yeah. Just make sure yeah. we, when you go on Netflix, just watch it in its native Spanish. You have to because I funny. don't,
2: I don't know if you noticed the dude that they hired to like overdub. Uh, that movie for that character, he sounds like a uh, like a an English performer doing an American accent, reading the audiobook version of it. Yeah, is what it sounded like. Yeah, <laughs> and it's terrible. And you come to it, it, it makes you realize that uh, other languages, especially Spanish, because they speak so fast. Yeah, that fitting the english words in that space they, doesn't work they talk really slow and the, the pauses that are like that make the performance effective yeah. they're missing uh-huh. because they're trying to cram so many words into a certain space and so oh, you don't I get those dramatic your, yeah. pauses you don't get the the inflections of, <coughs> of what they're doing right so fuck dubs always watch the original fuck dubs fuck man fuck dubs oh, that's a sweet like, like a hip hop name Yo, we the fuck up dubs. So, what the fuck dubs? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna open a I'm gonna open a restaurant right next to B Dubs called <laughs> Fuck Dubs.
2: <laughs> what are you gonna serve?
1: Um, oh, isn't that obvious? Fucklings. If it's not obvious to you right now, I'm not gonna tell you. Oh what? I I don't know. I, I don't know how to complete this joke. Buffalo
2: wild Wangs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna order a bunch of car side B Dubs. <laughs> Write fuck dubs on the boxes, <laughs> and then serve it to your ass. <laughs>
2: I love it. Um, so hey, James. Yes, bud. I'm with you again. Hey man.
1: Hey. Is it the best idea? We don't know. Nah, you know. We don't know. Um, but, no. Your
2: your your alarm last week turned out to be a bit of a false alarm. It sounds like.
1: Bit of a false positive alarm.
2: False positive alarm. Yeah. We think.
1: Who knows Listen, anymore? Who who knows? At this stage anymore. in the game,
2: you'd probably be fine to come back anyway. So here we are. Yeah. We're, back. Guys, we're we'll be back.
1: We're like four and a half feet away from yeah. each other.
2: I just saying plus a little we bit got of,
1: plus we have pop filters in front yeah, of our faces, so we're we're fine. And some
2: adult pops. Mm. Good to go. Mm, some old nothing, sodas. Nothing helps social distancing like some adult sodas. Right?
1: I've I've found <laughs> that to be the case. <laughs> Especially when you see when you see these uh, the footage of people in bars. Or weddings. Or weddings. Yes, they are shoulder to shoulder. And no, they are not wearing masks. And but they, but no, they are, I don't
2: care if any of them die. <laughs> but,
1: but they are drinking alcohol, which uh, s- the science is still out. Mm-hmm. But I, I have it on pretty good of authority that the alcohol actually interacts with the droplets in a way that the droplets are are ineffective. Yep. Yes. So I have this on good
2: authority. Talking to a friend of mine today who lives in Florida. And I was asking him, I hadn't talked to him in a long, long time, not going to name drop him here or anything like that.
1: In, uh, in Florida, it's bath salts. It, <laughs> the, 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 the more bath salts you do, the less the COVID is effective.
2: I think you know who I'm talking about. Again, I don't want to name drop him because of, of maybe something that I'll say, but um, a friend of mine from the past, uh, he he used to do a little something for me and we had to, we had to oust him oh, on a certain yeah, project yeah, yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah. there were some drugs involved, whatever. It was a thing, right? Yeah. You're um, giving
1: away probably more than you want no, to. No,
2: no, no, no. It's 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 fine. Like I'm I'm saying this because even though he'll probably never listen to this, and no one will know what he's talking about. Super proud of the guy. Four and a half years sober. Nice. Uh, he has a kid. Oh wow. Uh, uh, is dating. I think getting married to a chick that has three kids already. So. Dude's oh. going from, like, zero to four in less than a year. He went from
1: zero to <laughs> Papa Bear, like, real fast.
2: But dude's doing awesome. Um, there, was a, there was a bit of a heroin problem. Mm. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, when I reached out to him and I was talking to him, I was like, dude, how you been? I haven't talked to you in a, in a while, you know, since, since I heard that you were doing good two years ago. I hadn't talked to him. <clears throat> And uh, yeah, he's like four and a, four and a half years sober. D- dude's doing awesome. He's in like jacked shape now because he does like MMA workouts and is stuff. He? Like, he, I don't know if he fights, but he does like MMA sure, training sure. and stuff. Super proud of the dude. Could not be happier for him. The reason that I bring him up though is because he's like in Florida. He's like the, the governor and nobody in Florida gives a shit about COVID. Really? Like, you hear all of the, uh, the reports on TV about Florida being hotspots. There is an absolute reason for that. Because no one gives a shit. Well, for- he goes, "It's a Trump, <clears throat> it's a Trump, uh, Trump-heavy state for sure." At uh-huh. least everyone around him. Uh-huh. And the general consensus is, if you don't wear a mask, it's because you support Trump. And if you do <laughs> wear a mask, you don't like Trump. That's really? pretty much the way that people down there look at it. And he's like, "How is it up in Michigan?" I go, "Well, pretty much everybody wears a mask up here. Like whether they're <laughs> Trump supporters or not, they grin and bear it, and they do it for the most part." And I said. And um, we're doing okay. I, I, you know, we're up a little bit right now, but we're doing okay because people are actually listening. He's like, he's like, who to thunk it? (laughs) That
1: that level of uh, politicizing a a fucking virus. It's it's a human uh, health issue. It's insane, dude. A public health issue. That's the logic is it's is mind boggling.
2: There's no logic. <laughs> like, Zero logic.
1: It, it just the the idea that wearing a mask makes you anti-Trump and not wearing a mask makes you pro-Trump. Are you are you this is, this are is the you, state of our country right are now? Are you pro-virus because you're because you are wearing? Um, wait, what? It just <laughs> I it it's it's a it's a fucking it's just a it's a puzzle. It's it's a puzzle. It's that a I puzzle
2: have. with all like unmatching middle pieces. Yeah, you know. Yeah um speaking of logic right and things that defy logic yeah did you fucking see that machine gun kelly the rapper put out a pop punk record i heard
1: you say something about it is it really how is it it's hold on okay Uh, how is it according to you okay so here's here's, and then how will will the rest of the world view it
2: i expected it to be complete dog shit right of course absolute (laughs) dog shit it's not as wholly awful as I expected. Now that is not to Hold say on. that it's good. That Hold on, that's not to say that it's good. Hold on,
1: why did you expect it to be dog shit?
2: Because it's Machine Gun Kelly putting out a pop punk record. Okay, it's like mixing oil and water. Quite frankly, it's a it's a hip hop artist, a rapper. Yeah, but even you, even playing you s- playing guitar himself. Okay, and and putting, but even a, a rock record, I would understand. It's e, very weird. Even you he said went though, niche pop punk.
1: Even you said though uh, about the um, Posty, post Malone. Yeah, he did. Posty. The, he, did Posty. he did. the uh, the Nirvana thing, the Nirvana cover set. You were totally surprised I was very, by that. I was very blown away by it. Like just I just have, because a guy found his found his place in in hip hop, doesn't mean that he doesn't love all I music.
2: Think, I think that I'm post traumatic a bit still about post um, no, yeah, post malone <laughs> traumatic uh about um what's his name uh lil wayne's rock record that he tried to put out you remember that <laughs> yeah. I, I think i'm a little still post-traumatic <laughs> from that so that's why i never expect the crossover to ever work yeah um now here's the thing about machine gun kelly's pop punk record right mm. first off very weird that he would go straight pop punk right super yeah. fast i believe travis barker played drums on it which makes sense of course but it's like super fast drums Um, I believe that he played guitar on it, at Mm -hmm. least some guitar on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing is, is that I know the dude can sing Mm -hmm. because I've seen him do some cover videos online of him playing acoustic and singing songs. Yeah. Dude can sing. The one, the thing that I will say that is the worst part about the record is that he is a stupid fucking vocoder over his voice the entire time. Oh, really? And it's not necessarily... Wait, a vocoder
1: or autotune?
2: It's... I don't know what the difference is. I'm not going to lie to you. I know there's like because a vocoder is well, basically just vo- extreme auto tune.
1: No, a vocoder is an instrument. No. Yes. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a little tiny keyboard. Is it that you sing into and then you can manipulate oh, okay. the notes by playing the chords? Then it's just on heavy the- auto
2: tune to 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 purposely round off all of his sure. his bars basically yeah. his bars. Look at me. Oh, hip hop head over here dropping bars. Um, no, but like that's that's basically what it is. But it, it rounds out every phrase that he says, and it's really fucking annoying. He doesn't need it. Um, maybe that was just to kind of like keep the the hip hop integrity, if you will. I don't. Sure. I don't know. But um, can't lose that street cred. It's 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 not good. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a great record. It's not by any means. I want to
1: listen to some of it at the break. I will then... say
2: this though: it's way more catchy than I ever thought that it would be.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and it's, well, and it's like I could honestly see with a different singer, the music would actually be really good. Like, that, I'll, I'll say that.
1: That sentence made no sense. I could see with a different singer, the music would actually be really good. No, no, no. What
2: I What I meant is like I can see with, with a different <laughs> like, singer... Like, is the music
1: good or is it not? <laughs> I would say
2: that with a different singer, I'd be all about it. Okay. Put it that way. Because yeah. the music is actually way better than I would have expected it okay. to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I hear you. So there. There well, you go. shit. A little, little, mus- little music uh, y- you insight tra- to my you life got, today.
1: You got Travi on the drums? It's going to be a hit, baby. You right? know it
2: is. Is it because he's a drummer and he hits things? Yeah. <laughs> Eating those skins. <laughs> Man, that drummer's on fire. Ooh, too soon? Oh. Well,
1: no. That was that was quite a long time <laughs> hey, ago. he's fine. Dude, his stories about that plane it's crash. And I being joke about it. But it's aflame, nuts. That is fucked. He
2: ran through jet fuel yeah, to get out of the plane. Uh-huh. It's fucked. Yeah. If you've like,
1: never heard him tell the full story, there's a there's Joe a Rogan, Joe Rogan yeah. episode where he's on and he exp- he he explains the entire story about being flame and 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 like and surviving this thing and the the painful process of oh, healing yeah. fuck it's crazy the, dude
2: the only thing crazier about that joe mm-hmm. rogan um interview than that story is hearing travis barker talk because <laughs> it's the most <laughs> i've ever heard him talk in a single sitting because uh-huh. the dude doesn't really whenever they're interviewing the band he might say a word or two oh, it's yeah. always well, i mean with mark or tom yeah with mark or, and tom like how or what's his name now uh matt Skiba doing it yeah, like yeah. Back it's, in
1: the day, though, with Mark and Tom, the way they were in their like, you know, their their on stage banter and their interview banter, how yeah. would you even get a word in? You know,
2: I don't think he wanted to. I think he was perfectly happy letting them take the reins on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, anyway, what? Uh, anything else going on in your life, James? Oh, just just uh, stacking paper, bud. Stack. You know, you know how it goes. I, I no, I, I actually don't know how that goes because I'm spending all of mine before I <laughs> before I get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm spending all mine too i should be i should be turning around i've I've done quite a bit of leather work lately, which has been nice. I'm very appreciative Those of, chastity
2: belts are really paying out huh
1: yeah dude it's the once you suggested that I get into the b d s m crowd dude just fucking raining raining nickels on me people in the b- <laughs> yeah Nichols. people in the b d s m crowd. They pay in nickels, which is weird, and they and they they actually demand that I n- kneel and they throw them at me. Oh,
2: say so you have to put your back up to a wall and they whip them at <laughs> yeah. you. <That's laughs> yeah, it's
1: very strange, but it's, but money's money, man. So um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work, uh, getting it getting it in as much as I can. That sounds suggestive, but I actually mean. How's your wife feel about that? <laughs> getting the work in as much as I can. Uh, it's a little bit stressful because people are like depending on me to. Deliver stuff in a certain amount of time, uh, which is which is weird. But uh, what are you looking at? Don't watch it. it. I'm, I'm watching the. Don't video. watch it. I'm watching it. Don't watch it. Oh god, there's a ladder. Oh god, <laughs> it's, it's the haunted ladder. Oh god,
2: <laughs> don't watch it.
1: What is this bitch doing? Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. I believe
2: I could. Oh, the ladder fell. Oh god. <laughs> um,
1: that's it. You're done. That's it. You're done. I'm done Seven for, days. Man um yeah game
2: over man game over yeah
1: that's it man my uh you know still still uh still working working with the kids new schedule and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and
2: how's how's homeschooling going for you
1: it is what it is dude teacher james (laughs) it's not that bad honestly
2: how are the drinks i heard i heard the uh like the 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 beverage bar at the homeschool is is quite nice
1: here's the thing uh the whole (laughs) the and i know that everybody out there knows who knows what i'm talking about and knows that they do the same thing. If you don't, you're a loser, and I don't want to talk to you. But, are, they a,
2: are they a microphone abuser? But
1: but drinking, that's four or five weeks in a row we've done a Limp <laughs> Bizkit reference. Uh, drinking during Zoom meetings with the teachers is a real thing, and I have confidence that the teachers are also doing it. Probably. Because there's, there's really no way to get through this stuff unless, they you're, all drinking unless you're having something? a few bevies. At, at some most point, of them. yeah, most of them. Oh, you know, you know no, the that's, real, that's the Irish. Real, the real slick trick is even—I uh I haven't done this personally, but take a tea bag, cut the bag off, and then just put the string oh, yeah. over the side of the mug, and Which then it looks like you're drinking tea. Just,
2: just pull up a fifth of whiskey every now and then, and then when they ask you what it is, I'm like, oh no, 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 this is just tea. I, just
1: I ran out of glasses. Sun tea. I may I always make it in this bottle because perfect. it's you know the the perfect size. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? What you going um, to
2: eh, Same old, same old. It's been a week. We're gearing up at work for our... Uh, we do a uh, big taste tasting test festival thing every year called the Oyster Fest, right? Tasting test fest. Tasting test fest. <laughs> I think tasting guys, test fest.
1: I think you guys should call it the taste test fest.
2: We should, actually. It's great. Yeah. It, it, usually what it is, it's all the restaurants from the area get together. You pay one fee to get in, and it's basically all-you-can-eat food. It's fantastic. Every year I tell you to come. I don't think every, you've ever come.
1: Every year I've wanted to, and I just never do. And uh, it I, free tickets, man. bums me out, man. Anyway, oh, wait,
2: you can get me free tickets? Always. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I've told you is, that every year this is not news to you. This is not something this I've is, ever known. Mm, I think that you're Is it free me. drinks, too? No, no, No. I can get you drink tickets, though, so...
1: Really. So it could be a free night of drinking and eating for me?
2: Mm, mostly. You might have to pay for a little bit of drinks, but... Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, though, so this year, because, because the COVID craziness, mm. we're doing it virtually, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because... <laughs> Virtual taste test. How does that work? It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. They they basically put do you, together... Do you just lick the screen <laughs> on your phone? <laughs> Scratching, scratching I, screen. I think I'm getting something. Um, yeah, no. But what they're doing is instead of it being like a one ticket price and then you get all you can eat, it's basically just a menu. So you're yeah. paying for whatever you get, I and know. it's basically you put your order in ahead of time, you come pick it pick up. It up yeah. They're like trying to live stream like music playing and like oyster. It's gonna be it's, a, it's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. So I'm not looking forward to that. But this whole week for me has just been nonstop. That basically. So
1: that's fun stuff, man. But uh,
2: yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Cool, man. Yeah. Well,
1: speaking of craziness, sometimes uh, we get things wrong on this show, and that's crazy. That's
0: crazy. That's
1: crazy. Wacky. So uh, why don't we get into some corrections from last week?
0: Stupid! You're so stupid!
2: All right, James.
1: So here's a quick correction. Ooh, what's that? Oh, actually, we don't have to correct this. Uh, we listened to some of the Machine Gun Kelly. EP? Is it an EP or full? length oh, It's a full-length record. Okay. Well, yep. we listen to three tracks,
2: I, I subjected you to it. No, it's it's pretty
1: good, man. It's It's, really, later, it's like, not. I told you if 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 I had no if all my preconceived notions were thrown out the window, I didn't know that that was Machine Gun Kelly. I would listen to it. I'd be like, it's a pretty good pop punk record. Totally. Yeah. Um. And I I honestly I didn't pick up on the uh, I I was expecting like extreme auto tune. You kind of made it seem like it was going to be extreme. It's really not that noticeable.
2: It's it's there. Like I said, maybe I notice it more, and not this isn't like a humble brag or anything like because I'm a singer. Maybe oh, I notice it a little I'm, bit more
1: because I'm a singer. Shut mm, up. Mm, maybe,
2: but I do though. Maybe that's what it is. I'm just I just notice it more. But like I, I it's think you notice it's it more definitely you're a prick. there. That actually could most mm. most definitely
1: mm-hmm. be it. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, man, I thought it was pretty good. Plus. You know, you get that Travi-Travi
2: on the skins, it's 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 it's, it's, it's gonna it's, be, it's bound to be good. It's so Travis Barker. That sounds the Some weird. of the... It reminded, so Travis Barker. It's so Travis Barker. <laughs> it <laughs> is, it's, though. It's unmistakable. Well, his, he's
1: got a voice on the drums yeah, that like his he, you can Yeah, his fills. Yeah, I mean, it's like, once you hear him. There Not to st- mention, he's on fucking everything. So there are
2: still people that claim Travis Barker is a shitty drummer, and I don't understand those people. That's
1: outrageous. Those people are doing that just because they, they want to... It's the same people who say, like, um... Uh, like how can we relate
2: it to... Like Kirk Hammett is a terrible guitar player because his phrasing is bad sometimes. It might be, Kirk, Kirk, but he's a great guitar player. <laughs> Kirk
1: Hammett in his solos does have terrible he does, phrasing. He does, but doesn't make him a bad guitar player. But he's player. a fantastic guitar player. He's very talented. And uh, quite it's, frankly, it's though, like,
2: that just, maybe just bad phrasing is his style. It's like people <laughs> who don't like
1: the Beatles, and it's like people who don't like Nirvana, and then how can I relate it in, in horror terms? It's like people who say that they don't like uh, The Shining. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. yes, you do, but you're just saying that you don't because you're you You're just wanna, trying
2: you... to be more pretentious exactly. than The Shining. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, um, corrections. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything from this I week? do. Um, first off, I said uh, last week that uh, it was the first episode that we ever did when me and you were not in the same room. Completely false, because there was a thing called COVID that happened. <laughs>
1: I think it was. I think it was more so. It was me and you not in the same room, and then
2: somebody else. Somebody else here was with you. there. So that's, yeah. I think that's what I was thinking of. It just didn't come across that of course. way. And then also, um, I didn't know what school it was that um, that uh, uh, what's his name, um, De Palma, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas all went to. Oh, it was hard knocks. U- it was UCLA. Oh, they all graduated from UCLA. It's oh, like school. The, hard knocks. Part of that okay. eh, same difference. <laughs> uh, they were part of the same. Same or very close graduate class. UCLA. Yep. Really? Uh, very famous film school. That's that's why back it was funny, back in the day, um which was a which was a Tuesday <laughs> Dan Cook throwback there. Um anyway though, uh, no UCLA where, back. Where in, did he
1: go, by the way? <laughs> He's still around. Is
2: he really? Yeah, he disappeared for a while. His story is nuts. His brother is in jail. He put his brother in jail. Why? Because his brother stole his entire fortune from him his
1: entire fortune how's that how's that even even possible
2: uh it's not luckily he had some enough money like on credit cards and other stuff to basically mount a huge comeback tour that was quite successful and and replenished at least his uh normal Mm. capita not his savings but his normal capita and he was able to get back on his feet after that it's crazy like the, the story is nuts though. Look it up. The entire fortune though. Pretty much yeah. He was broke. He was worth like 250 and a, million and dollars. apparently Dan Cook was broke. What? Yeah, it's nuts. There's a there's a really good um podcast with it's him and another comedian and John would know. I cannot think of the guy's name, but I'll let you know what it is later. Burt Kreischer. It's not Burt Kreischer. Tom Segura. Nope. It's in that same that same crew that's the dude with the mullet. Oh, uh, um Damn it! White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I can't think of his name.
1: Uh, f- ah, it keeps uh, it keeps uh, shooting
2: in and out of my mind. That sounds sexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. I'll I'll link you to it though. It's a really good story, and he actually goes into detail about the whole thing and how it sucked, and that's one of the reasons he disappeared. Yeah. Is because his brother stole his fortune. Yeah. Can you imagine to put your sibling in jail though?
1: yeah i would do it to my sister
2: in a heartbeat I'd dude probably do it to your sister too in all fairness <laughs> um <laughs> such a bitch <laughs> we love you uh anyway that's uh those are your corrections why can't i,
1: I, I it's gonna uh, theo, theo theo yeah yes theo Vaughn. yes yes, yes.
2: it's a theo von uh podcast <laughs> it's not i don't think it's called that but whatever his podcast is called sure sure um it's a really good listen though you should listen to it yeah and i'll if check you're, it out and if you're into comedy i do check like it d- check her out i do like having
1: a laugh sometimes hey james <laughs> yeah
2: you know what else I like having? Beers. I always going to go butt sex. Oh, it's nice every now and then. <laughs>
1: and beers? Going to going to Brown School, you know the old the old B, the old B squared.
2: <laughs> All oh, right. So depressing because it's been so long. Um. Anyway. Um. Hasn't been that long. <laughs> Are you still tender? <laughs>
1: Haven't you noticed I'm only sitting on one cheek tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We 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 have fun. Ugh. We have fun. <laughs> Careful how <you> phrased that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wow, this is from Griffin Claw. Yep. This is interesting packaging for Griffin it Claw. It is.
2: It's like modern.
1: Uh, it's yeah, very it's, modern
2: packaging. I really like it's it. It's also a very specific reference for this yeah, week.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, uh, this is a good find, man.
2: I thought so. I, I there were some other ones that I could have picked. But I go, you know what? I'm never going to be able to use a snail beer ever again. Yeah, so is... I went with it. And the way, what the snail is in reference to is that uh, in the platform, the main dude, he's uh, he's referenced as the snail to the dude that wants to eat him. And then he's also his, his favorite food is escargot, which are snails. So yeah, I thought it was appropriate.
1: Okay. So here we got uh, <laughs> Partula Snail Ale from Griffin Claw Brewing Company. Which is in, uh, of course, Birmingham. Birmingham. Birmingham,
2: Michigan. Yeah, not not London.
1: <laughs> not not England. Uh, Birmingham or England. Yeah. Birmingham, Michigan. Your support helps ensure the survival of this species and many others. Oh, that's nice. So this looks like oh, it's in it's in conjunction with the Detroit Zoological Society. Oh, very cool. So you see the it's got the thing from the water oh, tower. Yeah. yeah. It's got the old Kwame Kilpatrick. Got, on the I, was side. Say,
2: I was gonna say it's got the Kwame <laughs> art, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So, at one time, all the Partula nidosa—oh, that's fun—all the Partula nidosa snails in the world lived at the Detroit Zoo. Interesting fact. Didn't know that. For three decades, the Detroit Zoological Society has been breeding this Tahitian land snail as part of a collaborative program to restore the wild population, underscoring a commitment to conserving even the tiniest of creatures. That's awesome. I know a, I know a Tahitian land snail. His
2: name is Brian. <laughs> 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 Fucking Brian. <laughs> and like all good escargot, he cooks everything in butter.
0: I <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, love you, Brian. I do. Here's the thing.
2: A lot of people give zoos um, uh, bad reps. A yeah. lot of people are like anti-zoo because they they think that it's just Put the animals back in the wild. Right. Most people don't realize that almost 100% of the animals at zoos, A, cannot go back into the wild, Correct. and B, were never taken out of the wild to begin with. Right. If they were, they were rescues because they could not have survived on their own. Right. The, the conservation work, and this should go without saying, but the con- conservation work done by zoos is amazing it's incredible it's incredible yeah always support your zoos they're not evil yeah terrible things people think they're like now roadside roadside zoos that yeah. get their animals like in the, weird fucking like ways the joe yeah.
1: exotic shit you know joe exotic as as endearing as he was he was doing I some i don't know that i'd use that word <laughs> i thought well he was funny and he was i guess he was likable in some ways yes uh better than that fucking what's her name what is her name? Baskin. Carol Baskin, who's on Dancing with the Stars now? Jesus Christ. It's like, I'm pretty sure you had your husband eaten by tigers, yeah. and now you're dancing with the stars.
2: <laughs> What'll happen if she loses? Oh, jeez. Dun-dun-dun!
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of the first-generation animals that are in zoos are rescues because yeah. they were injured in the wild. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, ev- everything that's born in captivity, it's really, really tough to uh, kind of... Uh, Rehabitate them in the wild. Well, you, a lot of times you can't too right. especially if
2: they're if they're born in captivity, they can't go back in the wild. Right, like that, they're just not right. So,
1: and I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I we don't need to get into dig- this whole political. What I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> we don't need to get into this whole political yeah, spiel yeah. about the uh, the 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 relevancy of hey. of zoos and what they do. But, um,
2: listener listener Kelly will agree. Support your zoos. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks. I don't think she listens anymore, though. She probably doesn't. Even w- if she does, she's like 30 episodes behind. To
1: be honest, I wouldn't listen to us either. So, well, You and
2: everybody else. Cheers,
1: bud. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should be pouring this in a glass.
2: Ooh. Ooh, that is... Wow.
1: So that, this is a Polynesian-style
2: ginger pale ale. The ginger. The ginger. Wow, that's... It's it's weird. It It punches you in the mouth, but then it's also like a very... I, dare I say, like a soft taste? Does that make sense? It drinks like a pillow.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's because weird. Of the, it's because of that mucusy snail trail. <laughs> it it's the mucus you're tasting. It really it really makes it slide across the imagery. The,
2: pa- the imagery in my head right now is <laughs> not what you're describing, and it's not making this taste any better.
1: Mucusy pillows. It makes it slide across the palate.
2: And <laughs> oh,
1: snail trail! I know what you're talking about. Mm.
2: it's it, it's a very soft drink though i know that's again that sounds weird but it, 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 it almost is. tastes
1: like it almost tastes like you know around this time of year when you get um like halloween flavored beverages that have allspice in them
2: Ooh, i'm not getting that at all
1: i'm getting like an allspice taste no from
2: it. i'm getting like got it
1: i'm definitely getting the ginger but i get sort of an allspice thing from it
2: too it's not all allspice clove. Clove. i'm not clove? i'm not a huge fan of allspice so i'm not getting that I, I see what you're saying though. there is something like harvesty about it. That, that, is that a good descriptor? Harvesty.: Harvesty. like it's that is maybe
1: the best descriptor <laughs> I've ever heard. I just
2: don't know I just don't know how else to describe it. It's something it's,
1: it's... good. I like it though. I'm going I'm going to chug the rest of this this guy right here though, and then put it in this glass and let it breathe a little bit. Let that snail really trail out a little bit.
2: Nutmeg. <laughs> it's not nutmeg. It's clove. Was it clove? I think it's clove. Well, if if it is clove, usually clove to me is a little bit stronger, and this is very like perfectly balanced. If it is clove,
0: yeah, baby. Hey
2: man, did you ever smoke cloves? <laughs> oh fuck! Never, D- never had one. Dijon blacks. Never had that one. That was my jam for it back. a while. No, take it back. I take it back. Never uh, smoked them because I did have one once. And I hated it.
1: I was a I was a guy in a band, Mike. Of course I. <clears throat> of so course was I, smoked. James. Yeah, but you were a singer. Singers are different. Oh, <laughs> of course <laughs> so I smoked sorry. Dijon blacks. I, because I remember seeing, I don't even remember where it was, it was a movie or a TV show or something, and this person was smoking a black cigarette, and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, because I was in my, like, my emo high school phase, and I go, where do I get black cigarettes, and I found out what they were, like, clothes, because they're blacks, and so and I started smoking them. That's when you started and then it coloring, turned coloring, were, your, and it coloring tur- your
2: cigarettes with Sharpies, and now we all understand why your brain's as fucked up as it
1: is. And now I have two brain cells left. And they work mm. half the time.
2: They work in conjunction with each other to form one brain cell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one really mediocre brain cell. It's a, um,
2: you say it's the Staunson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Ston The Stonions. Stonions. That's okay, you, Greg. <laughs> th- hold on. This is bringing me around to something that I wanted to mention anyway, because Stonions moves into Greg. Greg moves into... Greg called me the other day, and he brought up a fun fact, a fun horror fact, if I may for a second. Uh, do you know who was in charge of the the day that they were filming the... Uh, and this would have been better if we would have mentioned it last week because it was Stephen King's birthday episode. Do you know who was in charge of the morning of the, the axe scenes in The Shining? Mainly, the I think, the one where he's smashing through the door. Do you know who was in charge of sharpening and Polishing the Axe.
2: Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to go with...
1: Very famous person now.
2: I'm going to go Extremely with...
1: Extremely famous. Maybe the maybe one of the most influential people in pop culture and music these days.
2: Abraham Lincoln.
1: That's close. That's really close. That was a good guess. Um, Wait, let, me, let, me, let me get another
2: one. Let me get another one. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: he works he works closely. He works closely with an ex-band member of mine.
0: Huh? Yeah.
2: Oh, Craig Owens. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Does Craig Owens work with an ex-band member of mine? Maybe. I don't know. No. No. To look, Simon Cowell. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Simon Cowell polished and sharpened the axe that Jack Nicholson used in The Shining. Because he was a PA. Really? On The Shining. Yeah. Isn't that
2: wild? I wish I could do it. I wish that I could do a good Jack Nicholson impression right now, but I can't. Well, I couldn't anyway, but like, I just wish that I could, but it's sort of like, hey, sharpen my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: That's all you guys. It was, was pretty close. <laughs> the old, the old, meh. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. Did you it. not hear I that love part? it in every I love it in every movie how that's like kind of his tagline where at the end of each line he goes, me, nee. <laughs> <laughs> nee.
2: Oh fuck you. All right. Um
1: All work and no play makes Jack a doll boy.
0: See,
2: you're good. You're better nee. at
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boy. just gonna bash
2: your face. How oh. how's the line go? It's like I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to ba-
1: is it bash your skull in yeah, or yeah, bash yeah. your brains in? I think in? it's
2: bash your skull. In. I'm just going to bash in your skull. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you <can't even laughs> <say> It'd <Nah.
2: laughs> Be better if you ended everything with that, right? Nah. <laughs> um all right, James. Uh what else?
1: Yeah, uh, nothing, man. That's uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Next. <laughs>
2: All right, James. Yes? Uh, We do have a death this week. Oh, boy. Uh, It's kind of a big one. It's kind of a big one, uh, even though you would probably not know him by name. But uh, rest in peace this week to production designer Ron Cobb. Uh, Ron Cobb passed away at the age of 83 due to Lewy body dementia. Uh, dementia always sucks. It's probably one of the worst things to watch somebody go through before they pass. Yeah. Um, apparently, I don't know very much about Louis body, but it's not Alzheimer's. It's different than Alzheimer's. It's like a different type of uh, dementia, I suppose. Louis body, I don't even know. Yeah, I know I'm very sure little about it, that is, yeah. but that's what he uh, passed away from. Um, so he's responsible for some of the absolute most iconic images in the world of cinema. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so he helped bring to life... I have a whole list here, so strap in. The cantina creatures in Star Wars. The weapons and set design for Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he designed the breathing tanks and underwater helmets in The Abyss, which The Abyss is one of my favorite underwater movies ever. Okay. Um, let's see. The interior of the mothership in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Big deal. Yeah. Uh, the ships in The Last Starfighter. Come on. <laughs> uh, the exterior and interior of the Nostromo in Alien. Wow. So he must have worked with Geiger, or from Geiger's drawings yeah. to bring that to life, Yeah, is what I'm guessing here. Um, he also is credited with being the one who came up with the idea for the Alien having acidic blood. So his idea... Oh, really? ...shaped that entire franchise wow. in terms of, of that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but certainly, last and certainly not least... Probably his most iconic contribution is that he was responsible for bringing to life the DeLorean in Back to the Future. Really? Wow. I mean, who in this entire world doesn't know what the DeLorean is? Like, even if you've never seen the movie, there's, you know what it is.
1: I think that there's probably people younger than us. like Maybe it's, four of them.
2: <laughs> four or five, maybe. Four-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe four-year-olds. Even still, though, it's like it's iconic. Yeah, absolute iconic imagery.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, so so yeah, and, so that was a that
1: that that single handedly brought more attention. Like the Delorean was a phase in the eighties that just sort of like you know it came and it went. Nobody gave a shit. It
2: was a flash fan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that like brought a whole new light to. Oh yeah,
2: the Delorean. So wow, that's yeah. It's crazy. Like I said, he was a big, big, I get it. a big loss. Sorry, big loss this week though. Um, like I said it, he's one of those guys where you would never know him by name, but he left his mark not on, not only on cinema but on pop culture. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Definitely. So rest in peace, Ron Cobb. Rest in um, peace. you 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 will be missed, but always remembered. Yes, sir. There we go. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Clive Barker is back in the news this week. Uh, and not for anything bad. That's good. (laughs) Good, Not not that he would be, but (laughs) it's good that he's not. Um, Clive Barker has announced that he will be returning to the literary game soon with the releases of two new publications. Uh, First off uh, is a brand new novel called Deep Hill. It's a new uh, Clive Barker novel. Yes, please.
1: Deep Hill or Deep Hill? I don't know. Oh.
2: Like, is the hill deep or is it just called, or is the hill called Deep?
1: Or is like it.
2: Deep Hill or Deep Hill? That's I, what you just said.
1: No, I was thinking, I was thinking like D Pill. Like you can take the A, B, C, or D Pill.
2: <laughs> oh, like the D Pill. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know that Larry Fishburne has that many arms to hand out pills. <laughs> um, anyway, and then there's also. Um, a new collection called *Fear Eternal* that will consist of out-of-print short stories, new short stories, and the new novella called *Mercy and the Jackal*. So, uh, yeah, with that keep that in mind with that. And then there's tons of Barker properties getting treatments lately. The new Hellraiser things happening right now. Mm-hmm. There's the new um, Candyman that's coming out. Like, there's lots of. Barker properties that are being handled right now. Yeah, um, I'm sure he loves his properties being handled. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, I handle my
0: properties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, no, but like like Barker's kind of back in a big way right now. Uh-huh. Like he's back in the pop culture rolodex, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I hope that he stays there because I love me some Clive Barker.
1: Didn't you mention two a couple weeks ago that they're doing uh, books of blood?
2: Oh yeah, there's a new books of blood series coming out. Yeah, which uh, yeah. there's a new trailer for. That may or may not be on the new Trailer Trashed episode. Oh, check us out on YouTube. (laughs) Nice, bro. Um, Okay, moving on here. Uh, Mike Doherty's trick... Wow, I got that name wrong in my notes. <laughs> Mike Dorothea's. Dorothea's. Um Mike Doherty's Trick or Treat was released way back in 2007, but it's since become a staple in Halloween uh, diets everywhere, right? 2007, really? right? I know, it was that long wow. ago. Um, and even though uh, we have not gotten the long sought after sequel, uh, we have over the years gotten some new stories in the form of. Some comic books. Yeah. Now, for the very first time, all of those comics are being brought together in a hardcover graphic novel. So if you uh, if you want a new fix of trick-or-treat stories uh, featuring Sam, yeah. um, then this is where you can get them. You can order it for like 20 bucks. Cool. And it's uh, available now. Dig it. So you can get it just in time for the Halloween season. All right. Have yourself a spooky read. <laughs> right? Have yourself a nice little spooky read. Who doesn't like to spook themselves a little bit uh, during Halloween? Getting spooky. Perfect getting spooky with it. na 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 oh, it's, it's
1: a an, good remix. It's another joke that dates us. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. All
2: right, let's see here. As productions start to slowly creep back into production, uh, during the age of stupidness, uh, it was revealed this week that Creepshow Season 2 is shooting, which is very exciting. Um, and even more exciting was the news of one of the directors involved because it was leaked, not not even leaked, but announced not only that they were reshooting, but by the director, Mr. Joe Lynch, directing one of the new episodes of Creepshow. Joseph? Joseph Lynch. Oh. My man. Awesome. Uh, he's a favorite here on the Buzzkill Podcast. Of course. You know, between him and Green, they're how I relax at night. <laughs> you know, puts me to sleep. All right. Too much, too much. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I, uh, something about lynching in there i don't know <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I, <lynched myself>. um, <laughs> I feel like he would appreciate that by the way um you know very exciting though uh, i <laughs>
1: no i'm just picturing him ending a a, 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 a session of carnal relations <laughs> by saying you just got lynched <laughs> I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. That is very inappropriate.
2: Um. Anyway, though, I we're big, big fans of Joel Lynch here, though. So, uh, very excited that he is doing uh one of the one of the short stories. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's awesome. Um. And yeah, we're gonna move on here. Also, starting back up as early as next week, Stranger Things (gasps) four. So they had started shooting back in March, Uh right before the shutdowns, and they had to stop. So they are gearing back up to start this coming week. Also, the new Scream movie. Has started filming again. Cool. Um, But? But they apparently already have three cases of COVID on the set. But apparently they have broken up all their departments into what they're calling pods. And none of the pods have interactions with each other.
1: Those are called, they're called Cohorts 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 if you're if you're a parent with kids in school right now they're called cohorts gotcha see i wouldn't Uh, on tuesdays and thursdays is cohort a and on wednesdays and fridays is cohort b
2: i have not made the great mistake of having children so i don't know that amen (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so apparently they're they're going to segregate those ones off to the side for a bit let them recover but the rest of production can continue based on this like pod grid thing they have going on, which is you know, it sucks that's how you have to do business now, but it's smart. If
1: that's what you gotta do, it's not a bad way of going about it, though. Yeah,
2: agreed. Um, Let's see here, Uh, big news for video game fans. I only bring up video game news because one of the the games involved here uh, is definitely a horror-related game, Mm -hmm. uh, that game being Doom. Um, So, specifically fans of Dune and the Fallout series. Microsoft this week Officially purchased ZeniMax Media. The reason that this is important is that ZeniMax Media is the parent company of Bethesda Games. Okay. Bethesda Games is are the uh, the um, developers of Doom and Fallout, mm-hmm. two games that have been huge cross platform uh, everything. Right. They've, yeah. Yeah. They've been, they've always been a third party developer. Sure. So all of the games. I mean, Fallout is massive. Yeah. Doom is massive. Yeah. Microsoft now has exclusivity to those oh. games, so it's a big deal in the video game world. It kind of turned everything on its head, especially with the new consoles being released holiday of this year. It's a huge blow to Sony. Um, it's and a big the, deal. It's kind. Of, it's, a, it's a bummer,
1: right? I well, mean, it's not a bummer for them. It's a it's... bummer
2: for people that are PlayStation only fans. Like you know, there are some people that are either they're PlayStation people or they're Xbox people. Yeah. Um, the thing is that the new Xbox from Everything at least that I've read is way more powerful than the new PlayStation. So the games are going to be better and look better. Probably, I mean, not that you'd really be able to tell the difference, to be honest with you, right? But they will technically run better on the Xbox, yeah. So I guess that's good if you're in, a, in a, if you're a spec whore, but you know. Outside of that, oh,
0: spec horror. I mean,
1: what, what else would you call it? <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not involved in the gaming world, so yeah. I, I don't hear these terms. No, I just made that up. That's, oh. my, that's my term. Oh, look at you with your fancy things.
2: Copyright Buzzkill Podcast. <laughs> um, but Doom, though, is a big horror game. It was probably one of the biggest horror games. Yeah, yeah. So um, so, that's, so if you're a Doom fan, better make yourself an Xbox, because that's where you're going to be playing it from now on. Did you just say you better make yourself an Xbox? Oh, that'd be badass. Cause... Make me an Xbox. <laughs>
1: Right? If you have the ability to make an Xbox, uh, yeah, I'll take one, too. Right? Mo- all Money is no object.
2: <laughs> it would look all Mad <laughs> Max style, <laughs> just a bunch of pieces hardwired together. I'm into it. Um, speaking of things that I'm into, James, I'm into Blu-rays. Oh, are you? Like like hardcore. Really hardcore. Okay, so well. Small little holes in the middle of the desk. Do- mm. What's up?
1: What's well, then I got something for you, bud. <laughs> Scream Factory's Jeff Nelson let it slip that the company is currently working on a 4K restoration.
2: What a nerdy name!
1: (laughs) Jeff Nelson.
2: I'm I'm Jeff Nelson.
1: I am uh, Jeff (laughs) Jeff Nelson from Scream Factory, and I just wanted to let you all know that Army of Darkness will be coming out on 4K Ultra HD.
2: My kind of nerd. I'm into that.
1: Uh, Jeff says we will be doing Army of Darkness early next year, which will be the first title we have done from scratch, of course. And uh, Nelson reveals, noting that the fact that a 4K master for the film doesn't yet exist. So it's really, really exciting news of the uh, the world of Arby of Darkness. Uh, next up, director Bobby Rose, 2014 found footage movie, The Houses, October Built, which we both really liked. Oh, yeah. Um, will be available on Friday, October 2nd, which is an important date. Do you know why? Friday, October 2nd? October 2nd.
2: Ooh, I don't know that I do.
1: You don't know why that's an important oh, date. Oh God! What? What am I, what am I forgetting? Uh, what are you forgetting? I don't know. Hmm.
2: I don't know. Is it your anniversary?
1: Uh, my ten-year anniversary.
2: Oh, happy anniversary!
1: Uh, well, it is my ten-year anniversary, <laughs> but more importantly, my rabbit will be eight months old. Oh, I should
2: have so. remembered that. I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, so on Friday, October second, it will be com- Houses of October will be coming out on fully functional. Limited edition VHS from Broke Horror Fan. I
2: might actually pick this one you up. You
1: absolutely should.
2: I don't pick up a lot of them, but this one I might actually, because I uh, like that movie a lot. Broke
1: Horror Fan explains, from producer Steven Schneider, Paranormal Activity and Insidious, the 2014 found footage horror film arrives on VHS in a black clamshell case with artwork by, by Kyle Crawford, which, have, have you seen the artwork? Oh, he
2: does um, Fright Rag stuff. Does he? I believe so.
1: Yeah, that's... That, right. Yeah. That that sounds. That sounds about right. I think. Um I think. I yeah. think. Yeah. I think you're right. I know
2: the name because I follow. Um, oh wait. Of-
1: oh well. Duh. I should have just read the next sentence from <laughs> Kyle Crawford, courtesy of Fright Rags.
2: Yeah, I follow a lot of those artists on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Because I love their art.
1: Yeah. The uh, the artwork for this uh, a limited edition VHS is fucking cool. Yeah. Very cool. A fucking dope show. Uh, it is limited to. <laughs> 100 units each tape includes exclusive cast introductions and a letter from the filmmakers stay tuned after the movie for a special for special features exploring the houses october built and behind the screams featurettes
2: interesting cool
1: uh for optimal vhs viewing the film has been cropped from its original aspect ratio to four three full frame for
2: optimal viewing we've cut out three quarters of the movie
1: You know how it is. It is uh, officially licensed from RLJE Films and has been approved by director Bobby Rowe. Next up, as part of their annual Black Friday Flash pre-order, Vinegar Syndrome has announced the first lineup of releases for Vinegar Syndrome Ultra, which is their new label that they say will focus on, uh, new sub-label, rather, that will focus on exclusively uh, extravagant Ultra HD (coughs) blu-ray releases of major 80s and 90s titles that do not fit uh that might not always fit into the regular vinegar syndrome milieu okay uh the first run of releases will feature the Beastmaster, Ooh. don coscarelli hell yeah great uh movie. fade to black the slasher fade to black great movie f- uh and then the giallo trio french sex murders my dear killer and the girl in room 2a
2: honestly of all of those movies which one do you think is the one i haven't seen
1: the one that you haven't seen? Yep. French
2: Sex Murders. Mm, false. You've seen that? No, false. I've never seen any of them. Oh. <laughs> I do know... You've Beast- never seen the Beastmaster? So, is Master? Beast one of those movies, I've seen parts of it. I've oh. never seen the entire thing from front to back. Um, I know that Don Coscarelli hates that movie. He does? Hates it. Why? That movie was taken away from him by the studio mm. and was not the movie he intended just to make. Gutted, yeah. So, he's just like, he's always had like a... Hole in his heart about that movie. Course, Even course. though everyone loves it, he hates it. Mm. Um, and then *Fade Black*. I've always heard really good things about. Yeah. Um, never actually seen it, but. Right on. I'm into those. I'm into those two though for sure. Those yeah. French whatever the fuck movies, whatever. <laughs> no, French whatever the, the French.
1: fuck. Arrow <laughs> uh, Video has announced that Ryu, Ryuhei Kitamura's 2000 film *Versus* will be coming to Blu-ray in the U.S., U.K., and Canada on December 7th and 8th and is now available for pre-order in the U.S. via Diabolic DVD. I'm just going to run through these last few real quick. Uh, Also from Arrow is a limited edition 4K UHD release of 1990s Tremors with a brand new 4K restoration and 60-page perfect bound book featuring new writing by Kim Newman and Jonathan Melville and much, much more. What?
2: Guess what I pre-ordered today. What?
1: Tremors? Tremors. (laughs) Yeah.
2: There is no way that I couldn't. Not pre-order Tremors. Yeah, that would, there's just no way. No, be there's absolutely no that I couldn't. Do. The artwork on it is incredible. The um, there's so many special features that come on it. It's nuts. Um, new documentaries. There's like it's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's I don't know.
1: All right, uh, from Ronin Flicks comes it a makes me wet. Yeah, of course. From Ronin from Ronin Flicks <laughs> comes a three disc collection edition, uh, three disc collectors edition Blu-ray box set of. Ah!
0: The French
1: <laughs> <laughs> was so out of place.
0: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
1: it's so out of place. <laughs> you could have at least saved it for. Aren't one of the is one of the movies that we're watching tonight French?
0: You,
2: you you think that I'm not going to put this back in there? Oh
1: my god! It better be in there like 20 times. Um, a three disc collector's edition Blu-ray box set of Mirzarchi's con- controversial rape revenge film. I spit on your grave. Which will feature a new 4K scan and restoration of the uncut 1978 film and the sequel "I Spit on Your Grave" déjà vu, as well as a documentary entitled "Growing Up with I Spit on Your Grave." So
2: maybe not grow up with it. Yeah, um, I do also. Want, I want the set. I actually thought about buying it. It's yeah. like sixty bucks. It does come in a nice big old thick, like three-inch thick box or whatever, because mm. there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't really justify sixty bucks on it. But I really do want it, because I like this movie. Not that I like the...
1: The subject matter. I I don't like
2: the subject matter. I have grown to become very fond of the movie over the years, though. Um, And I've never seen the... So the Deja Vu, apparently, is directed by the same guy, Mm -hmm. who only directed three movies in his entire career. Yeah. Uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Don't mess with my sister. (laughs) And Spit (laughs) on Your Grave Deja Vu. Hey! Yeah, weird. Um, Don't don't mess with my sister. But um, it's starring Jamie Bernadette, uh, who is an actress who I I only know about her because she followed us on Instagram years ago, and I keep seeing her pop up, and then she was in this Deja Vu movie. Um, So I'm interested to check that one out because it's by the original director. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's going to be any good. (laughs) No offense, Jamie, but like... uh, I just don't know. It's it's tough. You know, a lot of times these directors come back to try to recapture lightning in a bottle and it just really doesn't work out. Yeah. But it's also starring, I believe, Camille Keaton, who was the original girl yeah. from the first movie. So right. I'm interested in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um last, but certainly not least, John Landis's An American Werewolf in London will be making its four K Ultra HD debut on November sixth from German company Turbine. Or turbine, or turbine, turbine. It's German, so it's probably turbine. <laughs>
2: Scheibenein. Well, um, scheiße. Another, another one. Have you seen the art for this? It's fucking brilliant. It's yeah. such good art. Yeah, very cool. Um, it almost makes me want to get a 4K player just to have these types of releases. But.
1: And I didn't know that 4K discs were inherently uh, region free. Yep, I had no idea.
2: Yep, that's the new standard, I believe, going forward. Well, that's pretty so, cool. Which, a little bit too late, because 4K is probably the very last physical media um, version that we're going to get. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see anything going above that. Yeah. They're selling 8K TVs. That's going to be all for streaming. Ironically, though, I don't think that lines can even handle 8K streaming, so... That's stupid. <laughs> um I just so you're an
1: idiot if you have it.
2: I honestly believe that 4K will be the last version of physical physical media. Yeah. Unfortunately. What a so, bummer. Yeah. But uh, I mean right. you are always gonna have your boutique stuff, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. All right,
1: that's it for blues. That's it. Okay. That's it um,
2: so we're gonna end here with a couple of announcements from Shudder, our favorite streaming service. Um exciting only, news coming only from four ninety nine above. Only uh, <laughs> exciting news coming from Shudder in the form of two new announcements. Firstly, we have a date for the next Joe Bob marathon. Uh, Joe Bob's Halloween Hideaway, Ooh. terrible name. <laughs> Why? Halloween, Halloween hoot Nanny was fun. Oh. Halloween Hideaway just sounds forced. Mm, call me crazy crazy okay uh so joe bob's halloween hideaway will premiere on shutter on friday october 23rd at 9 p.m eastern standard so if you are a joe bob fan set your calendar or set your clock mark your calendar and uh crack some lone star beers and hang out with your favorite bearded dragon and uh watch some watch some more movies with joe bob it's a good time i promise Uh uh-huh
1: how did you, did you have fun with your favorite bearded dragon this past week? Oh,
2: I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was beardy sitting uh, for the past week. Beardy sitting. Beardy sitting. <laughs> I thought it was dead a couple times. Did you really? Well, I didn't know that when bearded dragons sleep, they pull humans. Like, they literally just stretch their arms out. They like, do? And they just kind of flop on the bottom of the cage and just sleep in weird things. And Yeah, really? it's, it's bizarre. Oh, I didn't know that. And, like, they actually, like, sleep sleep. Like, they just, they know when it's time to go to bed <laughs> and they just fucking pass out. It's crazy lizards and they pee white sacks what like they don't pee liquid they actually like excrude like a white sack
1: of piss
2: that's their pee basically what? it's so weird it looks like a long tubular like spider egg sack is what it looks like and that's their pee that's their pee because trust me the poo you know the poo <laughs> But it's um yes yeah, crazy.
1: This is freaking me out, man. Right? I, I had no
2: idea. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. Who knew? Dragons wow. and shit. Um let's see here. Also from Shudder, it was announced that in preparation for the upcoming second season of Creep Show, we're going to be getting an animated Creep Show special featuring two stories written by Joe Hill and Stephen King, oh. directed by Greg Nicotero. Nice. Um I've said ever since the um the creep show the new creep show thing happened that the animation was cool yeah. and i would love to see an animated creep show thing yeah. so this is really awesome it's cool. like they it's like they heard my uh my please they heard
1: your they heard you they were they were pleased Ooh. to to uh
2: good good joke james <laughs> yeah. great joke that's that joke's almost as good as my jokes
1: Almost. You had a really bad one last week, so I was due for one.
2: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that is all I got for news.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Quick. We're going to listen to some more Machine Gun Kelly, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the need for feed.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Cannibals. Yeah, movies, yeah. both these movies are about cannabis yeah, basically. Basically. let's be
1: honest yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. throughout this you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp and graphic macabre torturous images that defy description
2: All right, James, we're going we're gonna to start off this, uh, this feast of movies. Yes. See what I did there?
0: Yeah, I did. It was good, right? It was yeah.
2: good. Uh, this is a movie from uh, 2014. It's called Raw Doggin'. <laughs> um, and this is about a woman mm-hmm. uh, who uh, meets a man on a street corner. Yeah. And for the next, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes... It's just—it's all about the the perfectly made street corner hot dog.
1: That's it, right? A little mustard, a little ketchup, a little relish. Mm-hmm. No,
0: I don't
2: know about the relish. Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing.
1: If I'm gonna if did I'm, I watch
2: the wrong movie? If I
1: if I'm gonna eat a, uh, a a we'll call it a raw dog. If we're
2: if I'm gonna eat a raw, I love a raw dog. I'm not gonna lie. Like. I'll eat them straight out of the freezer, frozen. See, I, I don't, love fr- see, I don't cold, like, frozen hot dogs. See, I I know, I'm a weird guy. I don't I like I get it. I don't like
1: a raw dog. I like a dog in a, in the natural casing
2: because
1: mm. uh, it's got the snap. I agree. the the uh, the uh, Kogels.
2: I, they're good. They're, they're delicious. Not the Kegels. <laughs> the Kogels. Is that is that when you're going so hard you're just all up in their intestines? <laughs> That's the is that the Kegel? You call it the Kegel? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Uh, it's got that snap, you know?
2: If you got if you got a schlong long enough to do that, then I actually feel bad for you, because that would just be uncomfortable. Hey,
1: they don't, call be it, honest. they don't call it crushing guts for nothing but. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> That's so gross. Oh,
1: boy. All oh, right. My so, uh, oh, my God. So, hold on. <laughs> I was actually getting to a point here. If I'm at home and I'm going to eat a hot dog, yeah. I'm, I'm probably just going to put... I know that I I know you would skip the mustard, but I'm gonna put ketchup mustard and honestly
2: maybe Cholula. I've done the hot the hot sauce on a hot dog is good. Not hot sauce, Cholula. I do um I'll do uh, sriracha. <clears throat> no no nope.
1: Cholula <laughs> Cholula. Okay. The, the Cholula is the perfect hot dog hot sauce. Sure. It's it's not it's not real hot, but it's got the perfect flavor to complement a hot dog. I have an alt Don't for get me you. Wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love I all kinds of hot sauces, but Cholula is the proper hot sauce to put on a hot dog. If you come at me with any other sauce other than Cholula, I'm I'm just going to no, no, tell you to I just up. have an
2: alt for you. <laughs> take, okay. Take the ketchup. Yeah. Put it in a bowl first. Squirt a little bit in the bowl. <sighs> squirt the hot sauce into the bowl. Mix it together. Spicy Cholula ketchup.
1: You're you're overthinking it, bud. I'm not, though. You're, you're overthinking no, 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 it you're overthinking okay it. You're overthinking um it. for
2: me though ketchup and relish it's a uh, ketchup and dill relish that's that's my deal
1: oh i mean <laughs> come on dill relish yeah
2: um yeah if you're a sweet relish fan you can go fuck yourself because sweet, yeah, sweet relish is, is one of the most disgusting things yeah, yeah. next to sweet pickles yeah, on the face
1: of the earth yeah go to hell don't even listen to our show if you like yeah sweet yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, but if i don't
2: even get me started on bread and butter but if, I'm, if you're a bread oh, and butter bread and but- bitch but- bread and butter don't get me started bread and butter pickles the most disgusting thing on the face of the earth <sighs> next Jeez. to sweet pickles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um next to your mother. But like if I go to seven eleven and kidding. I get a I love you, Jude. <laughs> if I go to seven eleven and I get a big bite, I put everything on it. Ooh. Every, oh, literally, literally everything. The
2: onions, the oh yeah.
1: Chili, cheese, onions, mustard, ketchup, jalapenos, everything. Yeah. Because that's how you eat a big bite.
2: So have you ever had There's a, no arguments. Have you ever had a Bahama mama?
1: like the uh the drink
2: no the the pickled red hot sausage you get like at the checkout counter at a gas station, oh yeah, <laughs> why don't they make red hot hot dogs? They should, I think they do, man, do they? yeah, I've never seen them, yeah, oh dude,
1: yeah, yeah, actually, I think that's a that's a thing, like you can get a red hot like hippos hot dogs, you remember have you ever been to hippos? I've been to
2: hippos in Chicago. There's okay. a
1: hi- There's a hippos here. It's uh. Really? It's out on Rochester Road.
2: This is a great conversation. It doesn't dude. matter, man. Like I'm.
1: This is useful <laughs> stuff. There's a hippos out on Rochester Road, and I'm pretty sure you can get a red hot there. Mm. But even if you don't, you go there. You I've never a-
2: seen them in stores though. To to
1: just buy. You've had a proper. You've had a proper Chicago dog though before. Yeah, I don't like them. I'm you not don't? No, I'm not a fan.
2: With the peppers and the. I'm not a fan of. Honestly, it's the gigantic pickle spear. Oh. Like a like relish is great, but yeah. a gigantic pickle spear, it's just not a little bit much. The pickle should not be the same size as the dogger. You know?
1: That's fair. It's like it's like, just
2: it's like having it's like having two peens and one vagine. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't work for me.
1: It works. It works. <laughs> It does work, but just not, it's not for you. A
2: lot of friction in my mouth. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Let's
1: just end this with uh, A Coney Dog is probably the, it's, it's the, there Pound we go, it. Pound it. Nuck if you buck. I don't know All what right. that means, but I heard it in a rap song <laughs> once. <laughs> Nuck if
0: you buck. <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, so speaking of rap songs, Raw from 2016, directed by Julia Ducorneau, right?
1: Uh Du Corno? Let me see, see cuz that's it's probably It's French. Wrong. It's French.
2: Oh, that's pre- that's pretty all right, du man. Du Corno. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Um let's see here. Uh, a young woman studying to be a vet develops a craving for human flesh. Mm. Um yeah, we said we said cannibals. Um this movie uh this movie has a couple of main characters here. Uh, you have Justine who is played by let's go see here. Ahead. Um Garance Maliar. Not even close. <laughs> Wow, dude. It's been a while since I fucked up a name that bad. (laughs) This is French, man. By all means, then. It's French. I'm going to let you handle the French names, then.
1: Well, at the very least, I mean, I I, I don't know about the first name. I would say Garance. 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 But Merillier. (laughs) Marillier. <laughs> Not no Jesus. Why it's supposed to be sexy. The, it's I French. Have the, I have the whole Pebble thing <laughs> stuck in my head. <laughs> Whoever said it like that. I don't know. You, just you. Bebel. <laughs> <Pepe laughs> la... <laughs> that's,
0: that's my sexy voice. <laughs> I just picture five year
1: old Mike on Saturday mornings asking asking Barb to turn on Looney
2: Tunes because Mom, I want to watch
0: Bebel. <laughs>
2: That's when she just looks at me and says, No, you're an idiot. That's not sexy uh, at all, man. Alright, so Justine played by. Gar- Garance Merilier. Alright. And then her sister, Alexia, played by. I love Rumpf. <laughs> Rumpf.
1: That's not sexy at she all. Got, she got jacked in the last name department.
2: Um, so then you have Justine's roommate, uh Adrian uh r- or adrien
1: adrian adrian okay played by raba nate ofella Oph- yeah, o- okay. or Foy- Ophelia. It's of- it. Oh no, fella. Yeah, sure.
2: Oh fella. Yeah. Oh fella. That's it. Hey there, fella. Fella. Oh And then you have the parents, which yeah, we don't really yeah, care about them. Um, yeah, Justine, Alexia, and Adrian though—they're the the main the main three of the entire. They're movie. your bread and butter. They're your bread and
1: butter. Or your uh, your your not, not steak. your bread and butter
2: pickles though, <laughs> or your, we don't like those. Or
1: your steak and more steak.
2: Um, okay, so this is the movie. Uh, Justine goes to college. Uh, it's her freshman year at college, so there's a lot of hazing going on. More
1: specifically, it's veterinary. Oh yeah, school.
2: yeah, veterinary school. They have a pretty intense hazing ritual at this college. Fuck,
1: I'll say, man.
2: <laughs> um, I got like, thoughts about that. Where, I got thoughts.
1: Where's the administration in this entire yeah, movie?
2: There is, there is no college experience worth that oh. type of hazing to me. Just not. I'd quit. And find a different school. I re- I'm, I'm I'm being honest with you. Like uh-huh. I don't care how prestigious your school is. It is not worth defucking humanizing and demoralizing me. Sorry,
1: bro. Uh, bro that's what college is. Sorry. I specifically I specifically went to college to be demoralized. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't go to. I went to community college to feel stupid.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And I actually, felt pretty. Pretty good. You actually, felt, actually felt I actually felt pretty good when felt I went pretty there. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. good. Um, no, so the, the hazing rituals are pretty crazy at this place. Um, and Justine's older sister, Alexia, uh, she's been there for a couple of years. Y- and yeah. they come from a family that is extremely well-known in the veterinary world because mm-hmm. both their parents are vets. Yep. And it's been... And, and
1: both attended that, attended that
2: school. Yeah, so there's a very long lineage of that family at that school. Mm. And she is she's like... Uh, Justine is like the golden child at the school because they all expect a lot from her because yeah. of the family she comes from. Right. And the story is, you know, she's a vegetarian and she's forced to eat... It's, it's pronounced veterinarian. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> vegetarian um and sh- she's forced during one of the hazing rituals to eat what is it a turkey testicle? Uh, is That what it is?
1: No, it's a rabbit kidney. All uh, right. It's actually the opposite <laughs> of Look they look the same. If there was an opposite of a turkey testicle, it would be a rabbit kidney. Well,
2: she's forced to eat a rabbit kidney. She doesn't want to and it's her sister uh who she just then finds out who, yeah, who who's she no also longer she vegetarian. assumes is
1: also a vegetarian yeah. because they grew up that way.
2: Exactly. Um forces her to eat it and Mm -hmm. this she gets kind of sick by it whatever and this starts her journey into craving like meat it's Mm -hmm. like it's like this whole thing where it's like i never knew i wanted this and you go full on into like the deepest depths of hell yeah in this particular thing which for her was meat eating um and she uh, she starts eating all the meat she can possibly get like it's crazy she starts she starts with a um her and adrian go to I'm assuming it's, like, a gas station that he claims has, like, the best subs or something like that. Shawarma. Shawarma, is that Dude, what it was? do you
1: even fucking pay attention to these no, movies?
2: No, no, because that's the thing. She was eating. She started that scene eating something on, like, a sub bun, but then... No, it was she, wrapped in a pita. But then she moves on to eating something on a skewer. Yeah,
1: and you can get shawarma both ways. I
2: guess so. Okay. I thought it was a sub. She was eating. You ever
1: had proper chicken shawarma? Oh yeah. Oh god, it's fucking oh, delicious. It's, it,
2: no, it is. I just, I, It looked like a sub. She was eating. It didn't look like a wrap. It was pita. Oh okay. It's,
1: it's fair. It's, uh, which is hey, by the way. <laughs> That's kind of funny, right? Oh Peter would Peter would hate P- this movie. Peter,
0: because of you know
1: because of the whole thing with the <laughs>
2: because, of, because of the whole thing and
0: those the, people, those those people th- who th- those, people. those people who really like <laughs>
2: animals. <laughs> you wouldn't like this movie. Um <laughs> But uh yeah, so she like I said, she develops a taste for for meat, basically. And she Basically makes the jump from being a vegetarian to being a cannibal really quickly, <clears throat> shockingly quickly. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's uh, it's, it's uh, the, there were there were my my fucking my anxiety, which I'm not a I'm not a super anxious person. My anxiety went through the roof with this movie. There were certain scenes. Really? Yeah, it it was almost like you know how I've told you before where my dad has my dad is also not a very anxious person except for in yeah, one. Yeah, all the
2: weedy smokes. Well, no,
1: all the <laughs> weedy smokes makes him less anxious. That's what I'm saying. Um, That's why he's not. Oh, you said oh he yeah, was
2: I, You said he was an anxious person. No,
1: no, no. I no, you were I'm right. Confused. You're no, you're right. He's not an anxious person because of all the weedy smokes. There we go. Except for in one particular situation, if somebody's standing too close to the edge of of a drop off. He gets so anxious that he gets this compulsion to go and just push them. <laughs> because he would rather just get it over with. Like he's he's <laughs> like he's like, if you're gonna fall, I'd rather you just fall.
2: Your, your dad should <laughs> work in like a prison where they put people to death. Like he's just that one that's like they're right on the edge. My dad should work in the platform. Oh, he should. Or oh, the, he'd be the a, hole. Rather. He'd be a he'd be a great hole worker. Right. Just ask your <laughs>
1: Oh, 100%. Working it. A and working plus. It and working it well. Nailed it. Um okay, so. um, but 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 no, so so my my anxiety is kind of like that. Like it, it was it was there was a, there was one scene in particular where I was crawling out of my skin because I was just like if you're going to do it, just fucking do it. And it which was movie? The or or which, which uh, scene, which, sorry. which movie? The one we're talking <laughs> about. Which scene? Uh where her, where her sister cuts her finger off? Really? Yes. Because she's she's holding the finger. Uh like her sister so um uh Alexia cuts her finger off on accident while she's trying to No no while no, no she's no. trying to give no, no, no. her sister a no, fucking no. Brazilian wax.
2: No, 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 you're wrong. Alexia is trying to give her sister Justine a Brazilian wax.
1: Literally just what I Justine, said. Justine
2: though, she doesn't accidentally cut her finger off. Justine is in a lot of pain, doesn't want her to do it, so she kicks her sister yeah. and kicks the scissors uh-huh. into the, into her finger. Which, so she doesn't accidentally cut her finger off. Which, Justine... is,
1: which is an accident?
2: Well, it was an accident <laughs> that it happened, sure, but she didn't accidentally do it herself. It was kind of inflicted by somebody else. Potato, potato.
1: Whatever. So so that scene, like you know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of know where it's going. Sure. And she picks up the finger and she's like, Oh, like the person on the other end of the phone tells her to put it on ice and she and she picks up the finger and she goes and she sits by the mini fridge and her sister is passed out on the floor. Yep. This and, scene and she before, starts you, before to, you go on. She starts to eye up the finger and this, she
2: The scene didn't go nearly as sexy as I wanted it to go. Oh, Jesus is Christ all I'm gonna, gonna say. Good.
1: <laughs> you really had to interrupt me for that. Uh, so she, you're, 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 you're watching her. Her Alexia passed out on the floor, and you can, you know where the scene is going, but it takes forever to get there.
2: Well, that's part of the buildup, though. It's, it's worth it. But
1: every, it's, it was worth it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh God, just, <laughs> eat, just eat the finger if you're gonna do it, please. Like she first like just kind of dribbles some of the blood on her hand, and then, and then she's looking at, it and she takes a little nibble off of it. It's that, it's that first little nibble where I'm just like.
2: Ah, just fucking just put, put the your, whole thing just put it
1: in your mouth if you're going to do it. And then she really goes whole ham on it.
0: That's
2: how I feel like I'm watching porn a lot. <laughs> just, just put it in your mouth already. <laughs> <laughs> um no, that so here's here's the thing about this movie. When this movie came out, um it got a ton of press because apparently this movie had like there was a what where was it? It was um The Gothenburg, I have this written down, the Gothenburg Film Festival. Apparently, several attendants in the audience fainted and vomited. And over 30 people left the cinema prematurely and they had to take a break in the middle of the movie due to the turmoil, right? So, I did not think this movie was anywhere near as bad no. as people said that it was. I was expecting it to be way worse. I told you this I think a couple years ago when I watched it for the first time that like I don't understand what the big deal was.
1: I think that when they say that stuff it's for press reasons. I don't I do agree I don't, with that. Don't get me wrong, like there I there are absolutely people with uh, with weak stomachs and like and and people who get woozy easily. Sure. I could see where maybe some of the imagery in this movie would cause a little bit of a reaction in that it's, regard. But people, people fainting, people running out of the I building get to go puke. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't if, get it. I don't believe it.
2: No, I don't believe it either. If you're the kind of person that would throw up seeing something as, I'm going to say the word tame yeah. as this movie. Yeah then you should not be in a theater watching horror movies. And typically you probably wouldn't. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Um, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I don't believe that there are, there were enough people who would go, like, wh- you know what, you know what you can handle. Yeah. And if you're a horror fan, especially yeah. going into a movie that, you know, it, even if you know a little bit about it, you know what you're getting into. I feel I just like don't... this
2: movie had more of a visceral reaction in terms of how they, Presented it right, like all the the news saying how bad it was and this and that. Yeah, take all those people and make them watch fucking martyrs and then and then and then tell me how they feel. Like they would say that Raw is like Peter fucking Pan, like it's that I, different
1: maybe i'm just desensitized though too because it's, my it's even, not no e- it's because not. even martyrs i was like i mean martyrs no, is an extreme french horror what film, i'm saying but though is like...
2: that martyrs was way worse than this though like i agree yeah, i agree yeah. with you that i wasn't complete there was some things that were like i would say hard to watch mm-hmm. but it wasn't unwatchable yeah that makes sense yeah whereas this movie no part of i specifically remember when i was watching this movie the very first time a couple years ago and I have both of these movies have uh, overarching things with me in this regard. When I rewatched this, I watched it part of it at work the other day. Mm-hmm. I was eating lunch at both times. Yeah. I was watching this movie while eating.
1: I was eating. I was and eating. And it
2: didn't bother me in the least bit. Like, I'm I, sorry. I ate a
1: bowl of chili while I watched Raw. Yeah. And I was fine.
2: Chili <laughs> made with like human fingers and the rest, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, this, I just, I don't understand the outcry that this movie had in terms of it being so graphic and so this and that. I mean, I mean... Grow a fucking set, pussy.
1: I I mean... That's that's what I'm going to say. I mean, if your mom watched this movie, she would lose it. I'm pretty sure. Mm. But... She would but she would
2: a, lose it based on the fact that she doesn't understand why movies like this get made. It wasn't wouldn't no, necessarily be the imagery though.
1: Like realistically. It's the think, concept. Like realistically, think about your mom watching sure. this movie. She would absolutely hate the entire experience. And, yes. But but the 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 idea that they put out in the press for this movie that there were, oh my god, people were. Throwing up in the aisles and people were fainting. That's like you're you're trying to convince me that a bunch of people like Mike's mom were in the in the audience, which I just don't believe because that that's not the type of crowd who would go see a movie. In fairness, like this. your mom
2: too probably. My
1: mom would get a good laugh out of it. Well, I, think.
2: <laughs> I think I think that my I think that my mom honestly she would be turned off by it. But she wouldn't take it seriously. I think that's what I think. My mom would start watching it though, in like in such a weird way. What if way, she, what if that she, she wouldn't actually, even take it seriously? What if
1: she was actually turned on by it? Impossible. <laughs> I don't know, man. Everybody's got a kink.
2: Yeah. Listen, of all the kinks, I think my mother has this is not one of them.
1: <laughs> Hers is dish rags. <laughs> like She just fucking loves a good dish rag. What makes her just just hot? In the
0: uh,
2: <laughs> I'm so happy no nobody in my family listens to this podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm happy about. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, let's, let's go through some of the scenes in the movie here. Um, I'm convinced that the family hates animals.
1: You're convinced the family hates animals? Convinced. Okay. Um,
2: first off, the opening of this movie tells you everything that you need to know about the character of Justine. Um, in the scene in the beginning, uh, the her cute golden retriever jumps on her and starts licking her face. Yeah. And she pushes the dog away and acts like it's a miserable experience that this dog was licking her. Then you come to find out that she's vegetarian. Makes perfect sense. Vegetarians are miserable.
1: Oh, yeah. Perfect sense. (laughs) Aside from (laughs) J-Raj, who is... A uh, who is a wonder of modern, wonder,
2: or a wonderful actor. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, maybe <laughs> J. Raj, the architect is a uh, is is a modern wonder in every way, shape, and form. So I believe him that he is happy in his life of veganism. Every other vegan I've ever met is completely miserable. Yeah, Jay's an anomaly. I'm, yeah, Jay um, is an anomaly. And That's then the
2: exciting. older sister Alexa has a dog that she brings to the loudest, most sensory crazy party in the world that would drive that dog nuts sensory crazy sensory crazy why would you ever bring a dog to a party like that though that dog would be shitting itself
1: likes to party man
2: i don't think so that dog likes to party i don't think so i don't think so his name is quickly Uh, quickly going crazy that's (laughs) that's what that's short for um no i just thought that was crazy every dog in this movie just wants to be loved and they all treat him like shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, right after Justine starts to get the uh, the craving for meat, mm-hmm. she steals like a uh, a disgusting looking burger patty from the uh, lunch line. Oh. Which how much grease was on that burger patty? Did you see her pocket? Yeah, her pocket was gnarly. <laughs> did you did you take like a single <laughs> burger patty and then like a handful of like, juicy <laughs> grease and put it in your? I don't remember her doing that. So gross, but. <laughs> She goes to the the uh, the refrigerator that night, and she's eating raw chicken. Hmm. Good way to get a fucking tapeworm. You're oh. a fucking vet school. You should know about tapeworms. Hey,
1: ma'am, I okay. saw. I I watched. Uh, damn it, I can't remember his name. Uh, was it
2: the video recently of the dude in like Vietnam that pulled a seventeen foot tapeworm out of his ass? No. I watched that video. What do you
1: watch, dude? What do you do they with your time? Jesus!
2: <laughs> they talked about it on the morning show. <laughs> when I was on my way to work, there was like this video of
0: this dude
2: <laughs> who pulled a seventeen foot tapeworm out of his. And then show showed pulling him out of his ass, but like they showed the aftermath or whatever. And it's <laughs> this dude who loved. Uh, raw beef a raw beef dish that is very popular mm. apparently in like in Vietnam mm-hmm. and he got a tapeworm from it and it had been living in him for years and he very gently pulled 17 feet worth of tapeworm out of his ass oh
1: my god this okay eating hold raw
2: chicken is a very good way of getting that
1: hey I'm just saying I watched Anthony Bourdain eat chicken sashimi once why yeah gross because here's the thing
2: yeah I, i've it, heard i've yeah
1: it's it's when you're it, it depends on how the chickens are raised and what kind of environment they're in uh because he did he went to i think it was i think he was in japan and he was eating chicken they're sashimi raised just differently they're, yeah just it's, yeah. F- like filleted raw chicken he said it was delicious of course because he's anthony bourdain but also um uh, anthony yeah, bourdain would like watch the
2: movie raw though that we watch and go that looks delicious <laughs> I'd try that sometime.
1: I mean, there were points where I was like, yeah, it "Doesn't look that bad." <laughs> Got a half <hot> finger. <laughs> uh, well, that is, that is the best pour I've ever seen in my entire life. That's sixty percent head, the 50-50 split.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no, but that 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 scene—that's probably the scene that grossed me out the most. Uh, Not, because mine. I, Not mine. I I love chicken. I hate handling raw chicken. I have no problem. Either. I mean, I do it. I I, I do it several times a week. I don't really I don't really care that much anymore, but like there's a if I'm handling if I'm handling a raw steak, don't care. If I'm handling a raw chicken, like I would I would I would handle a raw steak, I don't do this. <laughs> just just to let you know, I don't do this, but I would handle a raw steak and then pick up something else with my hand and eat it. I would it. I would never do that with chicken.
2: Mom, um, there I, I understand what you're talking about. I don't. I wash my hands after everything. Oh, I I do I'm, too. I do too. Cuz I'm <laughs> cleanly yeah oh yeah now you do um but i will say this though with with the raw chicken though when you take chicken out of a package it tends to be a little slimy not because it's bad just because of the juices it sits in yeah just wash it off and if if that's what you do if that's what you don't like though wash the chicken off and it feels like anything else it's it's because it's it's because it's light pink
1: like just be red
2: I do. Listen, I love raw pink things, so I don't know what you're talking about. I prefer red. <laughs> beating and bloody. Um, let's see here. Uh, Outside of raw <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you're talking about the, the scene that grossed you out. The scene that grossed me out was actually her pulling the hair oh, up out of her throat. That, um, that that was the one scene that I will say almost gave me a gag reflex, not because of what it was, but because of how long it went. It went on forever. right? It was like she and never she got did, it up. <laughs> I don't
1: know what that actress was actually going through. In it that looked moment, like she
2: was literally pulling it out of her throat. It really which, did. It, yeah, it was gross. So there's
1: a scene where uh, something happens and she's confronted by uh, the, her professor, and the professor's talking to her, kind of lecturing her, and while he's lecturing her, she's sitting there chewing on her own hair. Yeah, like a big mouthful of it. Like she's got, you know, it's like it's not like in, like not detached from her head, but she's chewing on the hair, uh, like pulling the hair into and then she goes into the bathroom and she starts to gag and she starts to pull up knots of her own hair out of her throat
2: i don't think that she had 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 that here's the unrealistic part about it is i don't think that she actually had that much hair that long that would actually it was all tang
1: it was all tangled together but she
2: didn't she would have been missing an entire side of her head had she ingested that much of her hair
1: i don't know I, I mean, probably, but yeah, it was
0: a bit much.
1: Well, unless it was, I unless she did it. I remember. Oh my god, this was. I remember this horror story from uh, when I was younger. There was a woman who was caught on film at a, in a at a NBA game, who was like, I don't, I don't know what was going on with her, what was happening in her life, but she was taking like chunks of her hair, and they had it on camera. She was taking chunks of her hair and putting it in her mouth.
2: Like pulling it out of her head, and then yeah, play, Ooh.
1: and then there was it's like my was, strange addiction thing. And then the, yeah, MTV exactly. Show. And then there was a story not long after that that same woman had gone because she had uh, like what they thought was a growth in her abdomen, Ball and hair. they and they pulled like a six yeah. pound hairball out of her. Yep. Stomach. I've heard it was of that before. Fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's weird. Um,
2: <laughs> something else I thought was weird yeah. about this movie. Yeah. Speaking of disgusting things, um. It seems like they used a lot of real animals in this movie, uh, especially in a lot of the dissection scenes, and it makes me wonder if this movie could have been made the same way in the States. Um, This was a French movie. Do you have any... uh... I'm going purely based on what it looked like, there were some scenes I mean, when, when spe- w-
1: special effects teams are very talented sure. these days.
2: I will say this Alexia definitely had her entire arm up a cow's ass. That was real. 100 percent real. Okay. I understand that's a real thing that they do, so it's possible they just they filmed in a place where it's like, hey, you do this anyway. Let us do. I, I suppose that's something they could have done. But okay. it looked think like there was also like the um the dog they de- dissected. It looked, looked real. It like, did like look very real. Legitimately real. real. Yeah. Um, and like I said, but I But again, just I wonder, say a
1: special effects team could make a real looking dog. You know what?
2: I, I don't disagree with you. So this is... The, I would say that this is then... If it was special effects, hats off to the special effects yeah. team. I just don't think that it was. I think they were using real animal cadavers. I really mm. do. Um,
1: it's Which wouldn't necessarily... I mean, if it was... if 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 it was a... It's If it was a dead dog already. what
2: strikes me more, though, is the idea that the difference in filmmaking between in the States and then in Europe, mm, well, just a difference in practices and everything else. it's sure. It's just interesting to watch. Like here's a movie that might be way more effective for American audiences simply because we don't see that kind of stuff in our cinema. You know what I'm saying? Like usually, even when something is fake, you can almost sort of tell that it's fake. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie was so incredibly realistic that a, if it was fake, bravo. But then if it wasn't, wow, it, wow, wow! It it adds even more of a dimension because holy shit! Like this is way realistic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I just thought that was kind of a weird thing. But for 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 sure, the the cow was real. <laughs> the cow was real
1: you do you know that for a fact
2: i don't understand how that couldn't be real because they they showed the entire cow i'm pretty sure and then cropped in on alexia with her hand up its ass like realistically yeah that's i mean i just it didn't there's no part about that 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 told me that it was fake again if it was hats off
1: I don't think that they would. Uh, I don't like. Again, I don't know about the standards and practices in French filmmaking, but I don't think like that's a dangerous position to put your actress in.
0: Not.
2: I mean, it is, but it isn't. I, I've seen it before in like animal documentaries. I know that's a thing they do. Well, yeah,
1: obviously. I, so, but that's when. But that's when you have a professional veterinarian doing it. I don't think that professional... they would subject an actress to that because the, for- the cow could kick, and potentially injure her.
2: I, but but. But if there was professional veterinarians, though, overseeing the whole thing and making sure that it was as safe as possible, I I like I said, I don't 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 know what the standards of practices are overseas. I don't know. I just
1: don't don't think that... I don't know. And and, and to make a a, a realistic cow's ass doesn't seem that far-fetched, you know what I mean?
2: I don't know, man. It seems like a lot cheaper to shove your hand up a cow's ass, though, is all I'm saying. Um... (laughs) The last thing that I will mention about things that grossed me out, mm-hmm. the eyeball licking scene. Oh, yeah. What the... That was intense.
1: <laughs> now, did you did you miss out on the more important part of that scene? It was... I don't know for sure, but based on the music that they were playing and the way that... Um, what the hell was her name? Uh, uh, Justine was... Sitting and looking at the camera, and like I said, and the music was like a big giveaway for me. That seemed to me like it was almost heavily inspired by a Clockwork Orange. I suppose so, except for in reverse. Like there's the there's the scene in the uh, the milk bar in Clockwork Orange where they they're like centered on uh, Alex's face, and then Who's- they, you heard me, motherfucker, and and they they pull away. And like go out into the club, as as like the droning synthetic music is going on, and they do the same thing with her, except for they zoom in. That is true. The... It's
2: been a long time since I've watched *The Cockroach <laughs> Orange*, but you're—I think you're right though. I think mean, there could definitely be like a callback to that's, it. Like a...
1: thats just what I got from yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. Um. I, I I think we should, at least, I don't know if this is something that you picked up on, but I want to say this real quick before we move on from this movie. But I think, in my personal opinion, this entire movie is an allegory for, um, uh, like, sexual experimentation. Like, basically, what what you do, like, think about Justine's journey. She goes to college. She goes to college they actually they actually allude to the fact that she virgin. is a virgin sure. several times throughout the movie. She goes to college and
2: um, the blood could be And yeah. Blood.
1: <laughs> and then and and in this movie they they kind of like the the line between her cannibalism and her sexuality blurs a lot. It's true. And she she ends up so th- think about the typical story of a of a of a kid not just a a girl but like any any kid going off to college like if you go off to college and you're completely inexperienced with the world completely inexperienced with sex and drugs and partying and stuff like that you show up as this bright-eyed bushy-tailed you know just, freshman yeah freshman sure. and her journey happens quickly she's introduced she's introduced very early on to something that she's never experienced before and she ends up going completely crazy over it true yeah i, I that, never even thought about it and and that's those one terms. of the things that they always say about like if you sexually repress somebody early on in their lives once they're outside of the nest and they get everything a little everything comes at them so yeah, quickly they, they that get they a, they a little become, taste yep. for it and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they just go fucking nuts yep. and that's what she did she had in her, uh, her sister, which is kind of weird. Her sister was sort of her mentor throughout the entire yeah. experience in this one. Yeah, we didn't even, even
2: mention the fact that her sister also is a cannibal uh, and <laughs> tries to basically help her by training her into this is how you can get meat, basically. And, and that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, it's not terribly... I, in the real world, it might seem kind of strange strange to us to think about like our, our sibling being our sexual mentor, but you've seen it in movies before sure, like sure. movie like you know it's 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 usually played out well, a little Well
2: your sibling was my sexual mentor.
1: Well of course, of course. Yeah. It's played it's typically played out a little more uh innocently where
0: Sorry Drew. where <laughs> where
1: it'll just be where it'll just be like uh you know like two sisters talking and they're like, "Oh, have you ever kissed anybody before?" and and this is what you wanna do. You, I feel wanna, like sisters, t- you wanna sisters you wanna tilt your head have, and open your mouth slightly. Sisters in, are
2: way more open about that stuff than sure. brothers are. Like I don't have a sister, yeah. therefore, that's never yeah never been a thing. But yeah. like like I don't like, I don't hang out with my brothers and like <gasps> did you kiss her? Like um, I, this has never been a thing.
1: See what you wanna do is you wanna bite her bottom lip a little bit. They go fucking crazy <laughs> for that. <laughs> My brother, a hick. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. But you know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. she, she shows up at college. and She's completely just naive about everything, and then she gets her little taste of meat,
2: rabbit kidney.
1: She gets her first little taste or of meat. turkey me- balls. She gets her first little taste of meat, and then she goes absolutely crazy. Yeah, and that's that's sort of a
2: no. I I, I never story. At it's
1: it. a story you've heard a hundred times. I like,
2: never looked at it from that perspective. But yeah. you're you're one hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think that you're, yeah.
1: And the fact that they actually cross pollinate a little bit with, like, the, you know, she ends up having sex with her roommate, who's a gay guy, which that brings a, a whole different level of confusion into sure. the whole situation. But, um,
2: so is the scene at the end of the movie basically like both sisters fucked him? At the end of the movie, uh, I, it's, it's all
1: kind of, so, I, I don't want to, I don't give, I don't want to give away Sounds too hot. much because I want, I think people should go watch this movie and decide for themselves. But I think it's, I, I think it's like sort of, yeah, it's a story of like, uh, of
2: finding Well, f- in like, all fairness, like find, Justine did tell her sister at one point, hands off. Right. So that does make sense. Right it does make sense. And it's
1: funny, she says hands it's that's such a weird scene because that's that's totally something that you would see played out in another movie where it's a romantic movie like hands yep. off he's mine. And she says it to her sister in this movie and she says hands off he's mine, but it's because she wants to eat him. Yeah. It's so fucked up. But it's it's all it's kind of hand in hand with like he's got finding that, he's got that red hot, man. Oh, baby. Does he ever <laughs> It's, you know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, I, no, I, I, I think that's a, I, I, think that's, I think it's... I don't, I don't know. I didn't look anything up about this movie, so I don't know if other people share the same opinion, but that, to me, is kind of what... That's what I took away from it.
2: Yeah, I, I, never, I, never looked, I never actually looked at this movie anything other than being just a narrative cannibal movie, like, mm. but I think you're 100%, 100% correct. Yeah. Um, it just never dawned on me. <clears throat> I do want to point out one more thing. Kay. Why is it in a veterinary school... Do they have access to a morgue? I was kind of
1: curious about that myself. That
2: actually doesn't make any sense. (sighs) And I think you're just supposed to suspend disbelief because the scene was effective. Yeah. But it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, (laughs) I
1: I suppose it could be a veterinary slash med school just in general.
2: But they never allude to that.
1: But also, why are they having huge bashes at a morgue? And no administration ever... And Those throwing and throwing buckets of paint inside the dorms and stuff. This whole movie's fucked, man. Yeah,
2: I will say this. The parties that they throw are a thousand percent worse than any of the hazing.
1: Yeah, they look awesome. Oh
2: my god. No, no, the <laughs> parties look terrible. I would hate my life if I was in a party like that. I hate people. You okay? would love it. I hate people and I hate crowds, at least crowds that are where it's so loud that you can't even hear yourself speak like mm. or think i no no thank you for mm-hmm. me like, that is not my scene and yeah no thank you <laughs>
1: i went to some parties like that when i was in my Oof. one semester of college and yeah, i never did i don't know man they're never fun did. there's the, a place for them in your the life the macomb
2: community college scene was not uh <laughs> not as popping apparently <laughs> <laughs> all right uh moving on here to our second movie of the night uh I'm this is the movie that I'm most excited to talk about. Uh the platform. Oh,
1: it's a good thing that we left so much time for ourselves to do it then.
2: <laughs> Listen, I've been pointing at the clock for the last 10 minutes and you've just you just kept going. So I,
1: it was it was your fault.
2: Okay, well yeah. it was my fault. Let's just um let's The just Platform from that. 2019, uh directed by uh Galder Gustelu Arutia.
1: We'll just go with that. <laughs> okay. I don't know.
2: It's, uh it's Spanish, so Probably it was wrong. Um, are you looking at it yet? I'm looking at it. Yeah. yeah. How how bad was I?
1: Gelder, Gastulu, Gastulu Erusha. Er, er- yeah.
2: Okay. I was, yeah, I was stupid. <laughs> um, a vertical prison with one cell per level, two people per cell. The only food platform, uh, only one. One, wait, one only food platform. That's bad English. One (laughs) only food platform and two minutes per day to feed from up to down. An endless nightmare trapped in the hole. That's That's an awful synopsis. Just the worst. I should read (laughs) these before I write them down. Um, So uh, this is the story of a guy who wakes up uh, in the hole. And uh, he has a a partner over there, and he comes to find out that... uh,
1: A cellmate. A
2: cellmate, yeah. And uh, he comes to find out that there are something like, they think, 200 levels to this whole thing. There's a platform that goes down through the levels with food on it and whoever starts at the top gets the most food whoever is at the bottom gets the leftover scraps
1: well so that's the movie you find out pretty early on that he actually volunteered to be in this yes, place he did. and and actually everybody in the, so it's not a so when i first watched the trailer for this i thought it was like a crazy prison
2: well it sounds like they do send prisoners there as well
1: i got the sense that everybody volunteered for
2: it they said at one point in time i'm pretty sure they said at one point in time that some people get sent there I'm I could be wrong on that but I'm fairly certain that I heard that. That
1: one the the one woman who is part of the administration who then ends up there herself, she does say I've sent several hundred people here. Yeah. But she doesn't say that she sent them like she it's she doesn't say she sent them against their will. I mm-hmm. I get the sense that pretty much everybody in this place is, has volunteered to do so because and it's weird. I didn't I didn't really look too much into this movie. Uh I just kind of I just kind of took it as I as I perceived
2: the whole thing. I had seen the trailer and I was already sold on it. Yeah, of I didn't course. need to know anything else about it to know that I wanted to watch it. Well, I'm I'm saying like I, I didn't even like
1: look into any more insight from other people to to see like it, there's obviously some overarching themes to this movie. Sure. That. I know that both you and I picked up on at least a little bit of it, it, enough of it to really get kind of the the message that they're trying to put across. Yeah, there's probably a lot more to it that went over my head. Honestly, I don't,
0: I don't
2: know that there is. I think that the from what we picked up on it's it's a very political movie. That that's that's pretty much what we're trying to get across here. It wasn't until the, sociopolitical, more. sociopolitical. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't until like. Two thirds of the way through the movie, that it dawned on me what I was watching. But once it re- once it hit me, I was like, "Oh God, this movie is all about classism, and it's all about it's it's politic. It's all about politics. It's all about it's a politically motivated narrative about the way that people are treated in society from wherever this was made. This was made in Spain, so maybe it was about the the, the government in Spain. Maybe it was government in Europe as a whole. Who knows? But like." It was, it's, it's, that's most definitely what it's about. You know, it's a, it's literally classism based on levels.
1: Class structure. Yeah. And,
2: and, and, and once you realize and, and, that. And trickle It's clear tri- as day.
1: Trickle down economics yeah. and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. It's about those who are <laughs> above you. Cause the this whole thing is about feeding and the food, right?
1: Feeding and the food.
2: Feeding and <laughs> the food. There is a platform that goes from level zero to level, what did we find out? 300,
1: 333.
2: 333. And which, no means, food, which
1: means how many inmates? Six
2: hundred and sixty-six. <gasps> but three, three, three is also an angelic number. Mm. There's a, there, there's a lot to take from this. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so the food starts at level zero. It's all brand new, beautifully crafted, amazing food. The opening of this movie actually is it opens in the uh, the the kitchen. Kitchen. It looks like a um. What are those? What are those? Uh, Peanut covered chocolate balls that they make around holiday time. Rochamel is that what they're called. Uh, oh, uh, what are they? I have the uh, name wrong. Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. Rochamel. A <laughs> Rochambo, you <laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> Ferrero Rocher. The opening of this movie reminded me of a Ferrero Rocher commercial. Mm-hmm. Like they're very, they're very like specifically crafting these 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 desserts like and everything deli- else these. like
1: delicately <laughs> making everything like, it, it was like it was like watching a, a parisian kitchen where yeah. they would where they would like handcraft all these beautiful dishes yeah. and something not, that was something that you you know a dessert you paid 60 dollars for something yeah like that. and they
2: all go on this platform that starts at zero and goes to 333 so if you're at the top you get the pick of the litter, right? Like uh, You eat what you want to eat, and then within two minutes, it goes down to the next level. The problem is, is that by the time it gets halfway and more, there's not much food left. And so you're eating all the scraps from everybody before you. I mean, every level is eating the scraps from and, them before p- And him, but people
1: like, are gorging themselves so much that they're puking back on the table. Yeah, and like people it, are spitting food out on it's, the table. You're all literally about eating the like the disgusting scraps, they piss on it and stuff. Right. It's
0: disgusting.
2: Yeah, it's all about though the people at the top taking way more than they deserve, way more than they need, and not leaving anything for those uh, below them. Mm-hmm. And it struck me as very socialist. Honestly, like the the idea of it is very socialist because one of the themes throughout the uh, throughout the movie is that the uh, the main character of uh, Goring um he wakes up with a guy named uh trimagasi trimagasi thank you i was not gonna get that right um and trimagasi is like an old man he's been in there for a while and he basically teaches goring the ropes so to speak Mm -hmm. and what to expect from all these different levels and throughout goring's journey um the old man ends up dying he gets uh shacked up with this woman uh imagori imagori is that her name Imuguri, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Imuguri, yeah. yeah. she's the woman that actually put him in the hole, and then she decided to go in there herself, which is weird. I think that she, I think that she specifically got paired with him. It sounded like she chose her own. She chose her yeah, own, yeah. Because he
1: does, he does say at one point in time that he, um, like he was at a disadvantage because he didn't get to choose his own cellmate, exactly. whereas she did. Exactly.
2: So. But he learns more and more from every person that he goes through until he finally gets uh, he gets shacked up with this guy named Beharat. And Beharat is this hulking big dude. And he comes to realize the whole point of them being in there uh, through Imurugui. that's how, how do you say her name? Do you remember?
1: Um, uh, Im- The woman Im- who put him... Imurugui? Yeah. I can
2: yeah. never say that name. In Maguari, he comes to realize through her that there's more going on here, and that they need to set up a structure basically where everybody, if if everybody eats their fair share, there's enough food to go all the way to the bottom. Yeah, which, like I said, this it's very much kind of a socialist type of thing.
1: When he when he wakes up, so so uh, on, so there's 333 levels of the platform. The closer you are to zero, the more food you get. The closer yep. you are to 333, the less food you get, yep. or zero food at all. Um, like, most of the time, the platform is completely emptied of food by level, what, 150? Something Roughly, like that? yeah. Um,
2: Even, like, the bones and stuff are gone. Like, they've eaten everything.
1: Right. And she, uh, when he wakes up on level six with her, I think... Which yep. is a good place to be because... No, level
2: six is where him and Bear Harad are. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. She, well, he, so they're a little bit lower yeah, than that, he, but... he
1: wakes up with her on, like, level 41 or yeah, something. Still still that. a decent place to be. Like, they'll still get food. And every time the platform comes down, she starts... She takes two plates and starts putting two uh, two rations out on plates. Mm-hmm. And then she'll eat a little bit for herself. And then when the when the platform goes down, she yells down below and she says, "Please just eat the yeah. pr- the, the rations that are prepared for you."
2: And they yell up at her and say, "Fuck, Fuck you! Mom. I'm gonna eat what I yeah. fucking want." Yeah.
1: Like yeah. And so she's trying to.
2: She's, she understands that it's set up to actually work if there is a system in place. If like everybody eats that.
1: If ever if everybody eats just what they need to survive. Then everybody from level zero all the way down to three thirty three will make it.
2: Basically, the idea of everybody splitting everything equally sure. amongst their society,
1: right? But the the harsh reality is that the people above feel entitled to just gorge themselves on sure. the food, and then the people below never know if they're going to have a meal the next day. Yeah. So they they will also gorge themselves because they don't know what's going to happen to them. The also, next
2: day. every month that every month their levels get changed. So right. you could be on like level six, for example. Live in the high life. And then the very next month you could be at level one forty one and have absolutely nothing. Exactly. Um and it also it I thought that this, this movie was very smart because it didn't only focus on the idea of upper versus lower. Yeah. It it focused on the idea of upper versus upper and lower versus lower. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Like there was there was a scene where they were at um they were towards the very top and uh one of the uh the last guy that he's um that uh, Gorig is is roomed with um, oh, bah- Bar- Baharat, Baharat. he wants to get out. Yeah. He's got like a rope. Everyone's allowed one item to bring in with them. Right. He's he brought a rope with him. Right. Uh which why would you go in there if 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 what you th- say is true willingly, why would you bring in a rope to get to try to get out? Unless his whole thing was just, I'm gonna go in and then get out, like maybe that was his thing. But yeah. um, he tries to get out, and he re- comes to realize even those at the top don't look out for each other. He thinks he can trust, you know, one above him who are very close to the top, right? And they turn on him. They literally because they're only looking out for themselves. They literally shit it. on his face. And then you, <laughs> yeah, they. told oh my god, that scene cracked me up so much. I. Died laughing when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, the dude literally had turds on his face. <laughs> like it sounds juvenile, but I did not expect it at all. Like it was that came out of left ass. Like just yeah. Um, but then the even more striking part was when they were varied much down below. Mm. And so they're so so uh, uh Goring and, and Baharat are they're on the platform traveling layer to layer, basically handing out rations. Yeah. And for the first, they... for the first 50 floors, they're basically killing anybody that comes towards them, which I laughed hysterically every single time Baharat had to crack somebody in the head <laughs> with the, with his pipe. I don't know why I thought that it was so funny. I don't know if it was his performance or the fact that where he's the fact that it was just so brutal, I was cracking up really? every time.
1: It's a little weird. I know. <laughs> I wasn't cracking up. There was one that it I thought was, just was so
0: funny because it's like There was
1: one that I thought was kind of funny where he did a no look like,
2: yeah. behind him.
1: <laughs> like he wasn't even looking at the guy and he just went <laughs> behind him. But other than that it wasn't that wasn't funny. I
2: think that it was funny because he didn't like he didn't even give people a chance, which is actually sort of part of the narrative, but like he didn't even give people a chance. he'd get down and just start screaming like mad, and anybody who made a move for it was just like whack right in the head. he would just take him the
0: fuck out <laughs>
2: <laughs> It was just funny to me. I don't know why uh, that's weird, maybe it's a nervous laugh. I don't know um. But they get to like, like, uh, where it's like one, like 150 or so, and they start handing out rations or, fi- or 50. 51. 50.
1: 51 is they, where they started handing and out And they so. start
2: handing out rations in the lower, and everyone's actually down there, like, very happy. Yeah. Like, they're, they're very, they're good about it. They it's want like, it. Like, they're, it's
1: like everybody from zero to 50 who eats every day, who, who feel entitled to the food at first they come at them like no it's a, i'm i'm at level i'm entitled to I'm this i'm at this yeah. level i'm entitled to this food and they they back them off with their pipes or they just straight up kill them yep. um I'm and still then still laughing about and it and then once <laughs> they still weird and once they get past 51 they start rationing stuff out and the sure. people are very and they're so
2: happy cuz like oh my god we're getting real food instead of scraps for but, the first time but
1: but then they get past like 150 and the people start getting ravenous again. Well, and and so they'll throw scraps at some people and the people are fighting over it and stuff in the cells and then they get past a certain point like after 200 and there's literally every like probably 90% of the cells they go by everybody's dead. Yeah. Whether they're died they've died from starvation or they've killed each other.
2: Yeah. Well, one of the things that struck me is that I think during like the I don't know, 100 to 150 range somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh there was one place they stopped on and there was an older man that was like on the verge of dying mm-hmm. and they're trying to like feed him broth or whatever and get his strength back up. And there's another guy on the other side of it basically saying, "You can feed him all if you want, but once you leave, I'm going to kill him, gut his stomach open and and eat whatever it is that you fed him." Yeah. And that to me was a parable of the idea of and you know and and it sucks to even think about, but it's the idea of the poor feeding on the poor for any scraps that they can get, Right. and like not even caring about their neighbors at that point, like yeah. not caring about anything. Yeah, and it's it's extremely sad to think about, but it's it's completely a real life reality for a lot of people. Like I don't want I don't. It's like when you have very like poor neighborhoods uh-huh. and because they're so poor, they will take any opportunity they can to get anything. To get a leg up, yeah. And that's kind of what it is, and it's and it sucks mm-hmm. and it's the reality for a lot of people. Um and so I, I thought that the, the the movie was was very good, not only showing oh it's just upper classism versus lower. Class. No, it wasn't even that. It was they showed all the nuanced classes in between, yeah. which I thought was very smart. Yeah. Um. And like I say, it wasn't even until two thirds way through the movie that everything clicked for me. Like there was a very specific scene where they're they're talking about. Um, I have the quote here. I said, it wasn't until I heard the bit about spontaneous change where the chick that put him there that ended up in his room one time, Mm -hmm. she's talking about the spontaneous change that can happen when people start working together. Right. And it wasn't until that scene when I realized, Oh crap, this whole movie is about classism. I don't know how I didn't see it before, But the language that they started using kind of started to spell it out a little bit. And her actions, like she was the catalyst. Yeah. You know, she was the one that realized this is a broken system, but there's a very easy way to fix it. The problem is that no one wants to do it because of greed. Well, greed,
1: greed, and and mistrust. I mean, you have the people at the top being greedy and the people toward the bottom not trusting that, you know, like like she she was on she was on one of the upper levels she was on level 6 so they were living living on the high hog mm-hmm. you know and she's calling down to the level- No no
2: they weren't on level 6 they were lower than that Oh were they It was him and uh
1: Oh Bahara Bahara the Oh six. so they were still on a level where they were getting Yeah they were like 42 or a something a lot like of that. food yeah. and she's calling down to the level below her and it's 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 nice what she was saying, but there's no way that you can actually trust the people above you because, you know, like you don't...
2: I, I like his reasoning. He threatens... She's she's yelling down to the people below them for days and days and days. Only take this. Uh, I've put these rations out for you. Please do it for those below. And the people below them are just yelling up at her like, fuck you and blah, blah, blah. And finally... <laughs> Finally, oh, Gory gets super pissed off, and he goes over. Listen up, motherfuckers! If you don't start doing what she said, I'm gonna shit in all your food, and I'm gonna mix it in with everything, and you're gonna be eating my shit. So you better. <laughs> and they start to listen, right? And she goes, "Now you should do that to the people above us." And he goes, "Ain't gonna work." And she goes, "Why? Because I can't shit upwards." <laughs> And it's it's a really funny line. It's a funny. But it's true.
1: It's a funny line, but it's actually it's 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 super uh, indicative of like how how the like the the uh, the real world you can't situate. Yeah, shit flows like, downhill. Yeah, exactly. Simply. It's yeah. it's 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 you can you can tell all the people like where whatever your station in life is. You can tell the people below you. To act a certain way. Yeah. But the people below you are always going to think, oh, well, he's just up there on his high horse, sure, telling me how to act. But there's always somebody above you. Yeah. And you can't tell the people above you how to act because you can't shit upwards. Well, and
2: the whole movie was about the people above you because they're always talking about the administration, which right. is basically the government, right? Right. And um, and Imaguri, uh, the 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 woman is she constantly tells him, she goes, it's not about the administration—it's about level zero, right? Or did that come from down below? Shit, I forget.
1: Oh, uh, it was, th- th- it, was th- it was Baharat, and then when they stopped on that one floor where the old guy in, in the wheelchair, he told them he told them you have was. to yep. send you have to send the administration a message. Yep. And he says you have all of this food on this platform. You need to make sure that one pristine well-crafted beautiful piece of food makes it all the way back up to the top to show them that uh that you can you can feed everyone in this entire hole and still have enough left over to send back up to the yeah. top and that's the message that will let them know that uh it
2: becomes almost like a biblical um like crusade for them hmm. to go down all of these all these things, and feed people and everything else. Yeah. And also, one thing that we did not mention about this about this movie at all yet is that there is another character named uh, Miharu. Miharu. <laughs> Miharu. We're going to go with that. Miharu. Um, she's this Asian woman that goes from floor to floor. You see her once a month, basically. And she's looking for her son. The ironic daughter. part... Of, or daughter, I'm sorry. The ironic part about it is that there's not supposed to be any children here. So nobody... Except, uh, Göring believes her. Even even uh, Imaguru, who places people into the hole, she goes, "No, we have a very strict policy. No children are allowed in here." So she kind of convinces Göring that this woman's crazy.
1: And it's and it's if I if I may interject real quick, it's I don't think that it's any coincidence that she happens to be of Asian descent, and she's looking for her child who is who she says is inside of this place and she is uh every other character is constantly told there are no children allowed in this place and if you kind of if you're if you're taking uh if you're if you're looking at this like you're the juxtaposition between this and the real world Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about it in as far as like uh classism and like the 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 working structure of of our world, it's almost like a, um, like a commentary on like sweatshop workers and child child labor. Think so? Yeah, definitely.
2: Okay, I because, didn't pick that up. I'm not saying it, that you're wrong. Because I at one it up.
1: because at one point in time, they actually call don't they actually call the people in in the hole workers?
2: I if they did, I didn't take a mental note of that. I'm not saying that they didn't,
1: but this whole idea is there's not supposed to there's she she specifically says there's not there is nobody there's nobody under the age of 16 allowed in the hole. Yeah, right. Well, 16 is typically the legal age, age, the legal age of of employment in most countries. But here you have this young, like, ten-year-old yes, girl. There's
2: tons of underage people in sweatshops. Well, it's. I mean, it,
1: no. It's so there's not supposed to be anybody. There's not supposed to be anybody under the age of sixteen in the whole. In the real world, there's we have we have uh, child labor laws where you're not supposed to put children to work before a specific age, typically sixteen. Yet you have this mother this uh, um, Asian uh, this mother of Asian descent constantly looking through this place for her daughter, who everybody says, no, there's no kids here. We don't have any kids here. yeah, but there is. Oh, there's one yeah. there's one kid there and it's it's kind of symbolic of this like it's kind of this population of of workers, children who are tucked away away from the rest of the world, put in a corner, Hidden and forgotten about, and basically. And, yeah. and and forgotten about for a reason because they want them there, but they don't want the rest of the world to know sure. that they're there.
2: Okay, so the uh, the mother, though, is there, that is a the, whole... did yeah, I get, get my point saying. across? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know if I, I'm I'm, I'm kind of rambling no, 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 at I this point in time, but
2: I know I, I totally what you're saying. I just want to kind of kind of Move on here though, the um so the mother she has her whole story arc or whatever um and it's a great story arc actually like I really liked that character a lot even though she was a bit crazy I liked her character a lot was she though um, I t- I
1: totally I identified she was a mother I identified with her she was a
2: mother that would literally do anything she, to find her, she, her cub she literally
1: she literally killed everyone to get to her kid yeah like she when she would wake without, up without without remorse when she would wake up in a cell every month. She knew that the only way that she could get paired up and her whole her whole idea was eventually she would be paired up with her daughter. Mm-hmm. So every time she would wake up in a new cell, she would kill her cellmate because that way she would be because all of the cellmates, once you were with somebody, you would get moved with them yeah. month to month unless your cellmate was dead.
2: Thing is though is that the kid, I don't think the kid ever moved. I I think the kid, because the I don't I think the kid was at the bottom for a long time.
1: And that's why they say at the end of the movie the child is the message. Yeah, there's a whole like thing Like I think that there's this movie <laughs> And even a lot though the director of this movie the director of this movie in interviews has explicitly said that there's no he, he has no specific message. Yeah, he's full of which shit. Which I think is bullshit. He's
2: full of shit. Um he doesn't want to get dragged to the mud, is basically what that's. Oh, is. I don't
1: I don't think I don't think it's that. I think I think he probably wants to leave it open to interpretation. It. It's it's exactly what we're doing right yeah. now. Because you could look you could technically look at it in a few different ways. Yeah. Um the th- way that we're the way that we're interpreting it right now is, you know, it makes sense to us. But I think that, I think that, I, I actually kind of like that. I, I, I like him saying that, oh, it's it's just, it is what it is, you yeah. know?
2: Well, I think that he should have said that rather than there's no meaning. Like, like, like oh, you you take meaning to it? Cool. Well, like- <laughs> no, his,
1: uh, he didn't necessarily say that there was no meaning, but what he said was, I, I just wanted to see what people, like, my whole idea was what would people do if they were put in this situation? Sure. And and that's not that's not necessarily saying that there's no message because you could say the same thing about the real world. What would people do if they were put in a situation where they had nothing to eat that month, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So in a way, he said everything he needed to say with that one sentence. That's like, true. That's true. What would people do if they were in the, put in this situation?
2: And he, um, you know, it's funny. He, the story and the journey that... Um, why can't I ever think of his name that uh, that Goring goes through it's it's crazy because it's all kind of manifested by Timagassi the old man
1: oh uh did t- 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 I say his name right Trimagasi. Trimagasi. yeah
2: it's He's kind of like his like every time he meets a new person, that person dies. It becomes like an angel on his shoulder, almost yeah. like it's his conscience talking uh-huh. to him. Every single time, it comes a part of him. And there's a lot of cannibalism that happens in this movie as well. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he feasts on Trimagasu for a little bit, like his rotting corpse. Not
1: over a little bit. It's over <laughs> like 23 days or yeah, something it's, like it's, that. It's kind of oh, it is. Yeah, it's literally 20, 22 or 23 it's days.
2: Pretty gross and nuts. Um, where he's just literally <laughs> feasting on this rotted corpse. G- <laughs> um, but it all becomes integral to his story, though, because all of these people, like they all become a part of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get to the very, very bottom, and they meet the child that is actually alive and down there, yeah. Um, now, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. By the time they get to the very bottom, Goring's dead, right? Goring dies. That's kind of what I took
1: away from it. Yeah. Because um Trimagasi shows up and says, you know, she's the message. Well this he shows is, up this he is...
2: shows up in a very different way though. Trimagasi's attitude when he gets to the bottom is very different than his character's attitude at the top. Yeah. He when was at the very bottom. He was, goes, You made it. Hey, you're here. Yeah. He was it's very, like, You're in heaven. He now. was
1: very antagonistic uh, the through, whole movie, throughout yeah. the movie as the it, not only as himself like as in his corporeal form, but like also as the ghost or whatever you want sure. to call him. But once he's once they're down below level three thirty three, he's almost like a he's almost like a, a guide at that point. Like
2: yeah, yeah. which yeah, three thirty three is also a very angelic number. Uh, in 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 and of itself, uh-huh. that is all about like uh, like new new fortunes and and and. Goodness and all that. I I had it written down. I didn't <laughs> new, fucking remember. New it. fortunes and um, goodness. No, but like that's the thing though. Like, uh, the last level three thirty three, according to numerology, three thirty three signifies answered prayers, a message from a guardian angel or an ascended master. Oh, so there you go. There you go. Um. So yeah, three thirty three though is very specific. In in this, I think. Yeah. And I, by this point in time, if you've watched the movie, you know, uh. uh God, what's his Tremagassi. name? Trimagasi. No, Goring. Oh, Goring. Is beat to shit by the time he gets to the very bottom. Yeah. Like, he had the, the crap kicked out of him. He wasn't going to survive. Yeah. And he's holding on to watch over this child, and he gets to the very bottom, and all he wants to do is stay with stay with this child and watch over him, or watch over her. And it's funny, Trimagasi comes up and says, she doesn't need you anymore. Yeah. And he goes, oh. And it's like right at that point is like the second that he died. Mm-hmm. And he let go, yeah. got off the platform, right. walks away with Trimagasi. And Trimagasi is a completely different character at that point. Like he's friendly, he's and a he's, friend. Yeah. He's he's there saying, Hey, you survived. Mm-hmm. Like, welcome to the club. Like yeah. you know, kind of one of those things. And then it turns into the child is 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 the message. To me, what that says, if this whole movie is about classism and about society and government and the whole deal, right? Mm -hmm. What that says to me is that the children of this generation are going to be the ones that lead us into the future. Yeah. That's what this says to me. Yeah. The child is the message. Like, teach your children right. They're going to be the ones to grow up and right the wrongs you know of the sins of the fathers, if you will they're right. going to be the ones that set things right yeah and I love that I thought that was a really really cool parable. I thought that it was uh, very impactful you know I,
1: I love it too and it's it, it was very impactful to me, but at the same time I thought if the children if the if the children these days are the ones that we're counting on to save us all, then we're all fucked. <laughs>
2: Because oh, well, kids, me, me and you have a different philosophy. Because kids but, these days are fucking idiots. Well, well, it depends on it depends on the kids. <laughs> depends on the kids. Uh, um, I, I actually I haven't met lo- too many
1: bright ones. <laughs> I actually
2: look at this and I can't help, even though this was made long before the the, the 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 problems of today. I looked at this movie and I go, "You, this is very, very much." That has
1: parallels. <laughs> it wasn't to, made long before. It came out in 2019.
2: Was it?
0: Oh, was it? Was it 2019?
2: Yeah. Well, it was before everything that's been going on, though, quite frankly. Like, this movie was. Oh, I said it. God damn it. What? I told quite, you to smack quite, me if I said, quite frankly. Quite frankly. Um, no, this movie was made before all of the turmoil in the States, at least. It was definitely filmed in probably 2018, like before the, all the riots started back up and all the COVID and everything else, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you watched this movie. And it's hard to not draw parallels to exactly what this country is going through right now with classism and everything else. Like, it's actually very poignant. This mm-hmm. movie. Oh yeah. In a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. Like I look at I look at the 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 political landscape of our country right now, and I kind of look at it the same way. the The younger generation of this country, I can't wait until they're ascending into power because I. F- In terms of my beliefs, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of, a lot of that is going to do good and we need to get rid of the, the upper, the administration, if you will, and, Mm. and, and start to transition these old fucks out of power (laughs) and let the younger people start to enact on how we feel things should be changed. Like that's just me. You know, personally, but I think there's a lot of parables that can be drawn from this story to to real life, especially in the states right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. Even for though sure. this is a movie made in fucking Spain, it the parallels to here are uncanny. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, nowadays it's hard to not have uh, like a a, a generalized op- opinion and view of what's going on mm. in the world at large. True and everybody's going to es- be and different es- and especially the US i mean everybody in the world has their eye on the US sure so it's not it's not, not it's not, not terribly far fetched to have a, a movie made in Spain be a not, commentary on 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 what's going on in the US but
2: not everybody has chester cheeto as a president oh well, we a- are unique james <laughs> we're also the cheesiest dangerously <laughs> cheesy <laughs> <laughs> good fucking lord um, anyway though uh, we're at 2 hours and 11 minutes we gotta wrap this up I loved this movie yeah it was so really much. really good um, um, I cannot recommend this movie enough I'm it's, definitely
1: gonna give, give it another watch and just yeah, I, soak in more of the themes cause there's definitely a lot going on there's a it's, lot
2: that I have in my notes that I didn't even touch on sure here, yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah
1: yeah absolutely it's, fantastic it's on Netflix so go check it out
2: uh yeah, I recommend both movies. Yeah. I think both movies were fantastic. Definitely. I think that uh, both of them are worth your watch. Raw Raw is not the movie that people will have you believe. It's no. not as crazy as whatever. Like, it's just not. No, it's it's squeamish a bit, but it, it's yeah. not. It's not the painstakingly disgusting movie that people will have you believe. Yeah. No. Uh, and the the platform, especially if you are into. I don't know, social activism, activism, I can't say that word, activism, and, there we go. And bleakness. <laughs> and bleakness.
1: Because it is a bleak movie. It's
2: a very bleak movie, but it also, like I said, it's it's almost empowering because it gives off a sense of hope. Mm. So it's good on all fronts. Like, it's runs. It's, it's good uh, on all fronts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked it a lot. I think it's great. I think that this is an, an under uh, underperforming gem, if you will, you yeah. know? Yeah. Not a lot of people know about this movie. Came out and then it was just kind of silent, but this movie's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, very very good. Just if you're grossed out by people eating, maybe not the movie for you. Yeah. I know that that's like a weird anti-kink for some people. that's, but that's what I was thinking as I
1: was watching. I was like, <laughs> I know you have to eat fast, but couldn't you fucking mind your manners nom, nom, a little nom, bit? Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> At yeah, least chew with your mouth closed. Gosh.
2: If there was a nom nom genre, this would be <laughs> it. There's lots of noms in there. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we go on, though, we uh, we do have to pick for the next month. Let's pick some new shows, bro. We got, we got two weeks to pick for Okay. because we have some other plans for stuff at the end of the month. Of course. But, however, before we get there, we are picking for the 4th of October. All right,
1: I have the magical golden hat of, of picks. It's the Bud Light box. It's Don't class m- it up. <laughs> Church it up. <laughs> All right. So this is holy shit. How many times did somebody fold this? I'm gonna say this is yours. Ah, it's yours. <laughs> uh, musicals are hell. Oh yes. The The Devil's Carnival and yeah. uh, TDC. Hallelujah.
2: The Devil's Carnival. Hallelujah.
1: Oh, it's a. So it's it's musicals and. It's a retrospective. Basically,
2: yeah, because there's only two movies. I like I am that. so fucking I pumped like to that. do this next week. Hell yes. Hell yes. Made by the uh, the makers of Repo the Genetic Opera, which is one of my fucking favorite movies of all time. I so. actually like
1: Repo the Genital Opera Ooh, myself. I'm into it. But, so uh, this one's
2: going to be for the 11th of October.
1: All right. For the 11th of October, we have uh, Lost and Found. <laughs> Is one of yours? Nope. <laughs> this is definitely yours. Oh
2: God! I know what this is. Yes. <laughs>
1: Psycho Pike. Yes. And Grizzly Two. Yes. Oh, I'm so pumped. With Grizzly spelled wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was probably drunk. Um. This is about movies that were made but never released. Oh. These are unreleased movies that you can find oh, on dude. the internet, but not. They were never released. I remember watching the so,
1: trailer for Grizzly Two. Yes. And, I am and, beyond pumped. Yeah. Okay.
2: I, uh, yes. Okay, so here's the deal. And we have... We have one left in the box. Here's think, the deal.
1: No, we have three left in the box.
2: Four. Oh, there's that many left? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, for the 18th of October, here's the thing. Uh, Never Hike in the Snow, uh-huh. the uh, Friday the 13th fan film, the second one, and the new one uh, gets released on the 13th. Uh-huh. So we wanted to do that one for the 18th episode. So we're going to have to find something that goes along with that. yep And then also on the 25th would be technically the last show before halloween yep so that's going to be our part one halloween episode and then halloween's on the 31st uh and then the first is when we actually release another episode so we're probably going to do a hangover halloween episode so maybe we'll do like a two-parter we're gonna do something we'll figure that out but we're going to actually specifically pick those doing so We'll get there.
1: Yeah, we're going to pick those d- ones
2: Those, those d- ones. <laughs> Um, So yeah, pay attention to uh, our socials because I will post, once we get everything figured out, I will post everything we're watching for the month. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all we got for that.
1: That's it. That's all, buds. I'm
2: so pumped for watching Psycho Pike.
1: On <laughs> <laughs> VHS.
2: On VHS. Yes. The only way to watch it.
1: All right, well that's it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud
2: at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You've clearly already found us on streaming sites, so please tell a friend. Also, if you're into the visual aspect of things, uh, we have a YouTube show oh. called Trailer Trashed. Ooh. There are now currently three episodes streaming, so please go check that out on YouTube. Just search out the Buzzkill Podcast. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, and you're home free.
1: Michael. Hey. Until next time. (laughs) Sir. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Stay fresh, cheese bags.